All right, you wanna you wanna do All your right. thing, Derek? What? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Welcome to another episode of Dollar Dorks. This is episode twenty-three. On this podcast, we aim to share video game buying and selling tips, give suggestions of games to watch out for, uh, provide tips on how to fund your collection with your collection, and hopefully change the perception that some people have of sellers in the video game buying community. Um, I am Derek of Two Dorks. My co-host is Chris CWR Two, and our special guest today is Johnny Ayuchi. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going great. Um, cool. Johnny. So yeah, I know that was a great uh, reply, yeah. wasn't it? Very clever. Ooh, cool. Very in depth. Um, all right. So give a little background on Johnny. He was a friend of mine. I met on Instagram. I don't know, probably three, four years ago now, I guess. I don't know. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. About, about, the, that. about the time you started the podcast with Kat, right? Um, yep. the collector quest. She was the she is the wife of a former co-host of mine, John. So that was kind of my little connection to you through her, or at least that's how I got introduced to you because she was uh, putting you up there. But man, you got an awesome collection. So that was another that was another thing that kind of drew me Thank to you. you. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I, mean, I do all right. Yeah, yeah, you you do okay. You're very modest yeah. about it. Well, I don't try to throw it. <laughs> I mean, I don't try to throw it up in everyone's face, but yeah, no, my collection don't. is, uh, it like, it's hard to be modest about it. It's a, it's a large collection of games, um, you know, but I've been doing it a long time. Right. So now you've kind of adjusted it. You've gone through a couple incarnations of the podcast, um, eventually adding Tyler and then now Stefan. Yep. Um, so you're a, you're a three man crew. Um, we are indeed. Yeah. We're up to, to three. Um, I don't know if it'll stay stable at like three or if it'll be like, Stefan and I, and then like Tyler and I, um, or them too. That's, you know, I wanted to, the whole thing is I wanted to have more people consistently on in case I can't show up. So, you know, that it, it goes up and we have episodes because, uh, new baby and all, it makes it, uh, more challenging yeah. to find free time. Well, in the wrestling world, that's called like the free bird rule. You have to Google that. I know you're not a wrestling guy, but no, not, anyway. not a wrestling guy though. I've seen more wrestling in the last, uh, six months than I have in probably the last 15 years. Really? <laughs> uh, so what, yeah. what caused that? Tyler? Well, I, have some, I have some, no, uh, no, no. Tyler would have the opposite effect on me in wrestling. Right. I would move further away from it. Uh, I just have some friends who, who watch it and we go over there for board games and they'll just throw on uh, like Royal Rumble or whatever in the background. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, I watched Royal Rumble for instance. Yeah. Not like all like ninety five hours or whatever it is. Long. Sure, sure, just the but, just the main show, right? Yeah, yeah like we saw, we saw. No, we event. actually was in. Like I saw the pre show. I didn't see the men's Royal Rumble. I saw through the women's Royal Rumble, and then uh, I had to go because that had already been like four hours. Yeah, they they've had now it's an event like a whole day yeah. thing, and well, I mean they're they're really looking for content for the network, so it's kind of one of those things where like, hey, you want to tune in early? You can watch this and make it a whole fucking day or you can <laughs> kind of tune in yeah. at your leisure. I think they're trying to go like that Netflix vibe where, you know, you watch a little bit of it and then, you know, come back to it type of thing. Maybe I don't know maybe. if that's, their, I, if that's I, their goal, but it's kind of hard to turn it off when you're in, if you're invested in it, you know what I mean? You're kind of like, let's get to the part that I like. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know when that's kind of going to happen, but uh, again, I, I don't have too much experience. I think I've watched like four or five events in the last year, and and I'm not like a fan. I don't know like, I don't know guys' names. Uh, right. It's just oh hey yeah well except for when they bring out 
the oldest wrestlers in the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, aren't you one of like the heart? Like, you were wrestling in like the 80s. What are you doing still here? I'm like, oh, Undertaker. <laughs> like, what? How did, did they? Literally, did they dig you up for this event? Like, you looked like about a hundred. Pretty much. Um, they. I don't think he's ever going to truly die. Somehow, uh, McMahon gets him a couple events a year, and I don't really know how that even happens, but. Um, you know, one of the things I really dig about your podcast, I mean, besides just the overall topics and everything, is I like how you uh, incorporate your chip tunes. And if you're if someone's paying attention, you, that song actually links to the episode, and it's pretty clever how you do that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, when Tyler does it, it means something else for him. It, it's funny because Tyler, he was running the uh, intros for a little while, and then it came back to me, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is one of my favorite things to do. Which Tyler would kind of do it, and he had like his own way. But I, I would like sometimes it was like a deep cut and other times it was like fairly obvious. But if you go back through old episodes, uh, there was always some special tie in there. It might have just been yeah. one line from the song or it might have been uh, the meaning of the lyrics. It was something that was in there. So, yeah, it was a fun thing I had. And I just want to say, by the way, this is already a better wrestling episode than our last wrestling episode. <laughs> last and only wrestling episode. So I just I just got to get it in on tyler a few more times uh anyways i'll, I'll move well, away from wrestling that's okay because that's what i do to Derek. because i was about to tell him he needs to do something with our intro so okay step it up Derek. No, I, yeah come I, on Derek. i made get the song that's at the beginning but that's about it yeah right. well it's terrible no i'm just joking <laughs> but i'm not wow but... yeah Man, that's rough he's yeah. rough. that's all right wait till he starts making fun of you for being a canadian well, oh, that's because yeah. he, he has like the moose flu right now or something. You, what is your thing, Chris? Like, you always have to be paired with a Canadian, or what? what I is don't that? know how that happened. Well, I don't know. I think the Canadians are the only people who will tolerate me, maybe because they're so they're so nice. Are I they? Guess. Probably the case. Maybe they apologize maybe. a lot. I don't. I don't know if that's that true. I I have watched. Okay. Um. He probably doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. But Michael B. the Game Gene, right? And I dig him. I think he's great. But I would watch some of his videos, especially when he was doing his uh, collection quest, right? Uh, Complete Collection Chronicles. And he'd be like, you know, I got this game. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I just—I don't really like it. I'm really sorry. I just don't like it. I'm like, why the fuck are you apologizing? It fucking sucks. You don't like it. Why are you apologizing? But he would put apologize for everything. And I just think that's indicative of Canadians in general. Do you, Derek, do you feel like you apologize a lot? Uh, I don't think I do as much as most Canadians, but it's also when you're in person, it's more of a thing. Like if I'm in a crowd walking around and I bump into someone, I'll say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I do that's, that. that's good. That's polite. But yeah, I do that. And too, I find that not an asshole. Very. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad quality. I just, I find it actually kind of charming to be honest. I think it's, it's nice, you know, right. but they do apologize a lot. I think yeah. that's a good stereotype. I don't think that's, I'm. Uh, no, that's could not have the far word. worse stereotype. No, there's. Yeah, I cut them down when I can. I actually think I'm being polite right now. I think it's yeah. nice. It's yeah, no, good, there's there's worse good. things than being polite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like almost a, everything. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm derailing your podcast. Uh, no, you're just not. Just keep me in line. That's Chris's job. No, this is the. <laughs> this is my job. This is what we do. This is what I do. See, Derek has his little spreadsheet, and my job is to ignore it. A little oh. rundown. Cool. Yeah, I ignore. He just ignores anyway. the, over, the overview, and we, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I just ignore it. I think it's nah. It's better this way. So you have a new baby. I do. Right? Yeah. Yep. New new baby, little JD. He's he's here. You know, he's two months old now. Um, he was born a month early, so you know we got some bonus time with him. So yeah, it's good. Hey. Yeah, it's uh. Good. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? You know, you got a tiny little baby. The only problem with having a baby premature, aside from, you know, all the health risks and everything that come along with that is, you know, you wait for them to hit their developmental, like, milestones. But right. all those are delayed because he's still, yeah. like, in utero nine months. Like, even though he's out, he's not, you know, his brain is still growing and everything. Sure. So it's like he doesn't actually hit those points. So, like, um, you you have children, right, both of you? Yep. Yes. Or, Okay, so you know then, like, that zero to, like, two-month phase, they're just, like, potato. They don't, like, smile or much. And if they do, it's yeah. gas or whatever. They don't, you right. know, they're just, like, your job is just to make sure they don't die yeah. in, in this period. Yeah. It's, like, they're they're cute and everything, but they're not they're not so interactive yet. I mean, it's, um, probably, the, it's probably been, um, like, 15 years since Chris had a kid that was that young, but... Uh, 10, but... Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, like I'm in that phase, but now it's like that phase is actually extended. So I'm like, all right, I just want you to smile or something. Like, I mean, he stares at me now, so like we're seeing stuff happen. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, come on, let's like you, you've been here, and then I like look at the right. like two months. You're supposed to be doing this. And I'm like, ah, not really though. Two months. I got. It's got. I have to push everything up a month. But as time goes by, that's gonna get less and less of a delay. It's, you're gonna oh, lose way less. Oh yeah, in no, no time. It'll yeah. wash out completely, but yeah. he's, Absolutely. Uh, he, we like, we just yeah. had his appointment he just had shots and everything. So he's real good. Doctor checked him out, gave him the AOK. He's real small still. He's, he just hit six pounds. So, you know, he's, he's a tiny baby. Yeah. That's yeah. My firstborn was six pounds, seven ounces, but that was at nine months. So, I, you yeah. know, he's getting yeah. there. Well, yeah. I mean, no, at, at when he was born, he was four pounds, five ounces. So right. No, was, I'm just yeah, saying, but where you're. Six pounds isn't, I mean, no. four is obviously pretty light, but six yeah. pounds isn't, I think that might be close to the average seven pounds, I think, yeah, for yeah. a newborn. Yeah, so uh, when we, at our one month, <laughs> at the one month mark, he wasn't like on any kind of chart, so he wasn't like, you know, when they say, oh, my baby's an X percentile or whatever, mm -hmm. he wasn't even in a percentile, they're like, he's zero, <laughs> just don't even worry about it. So now he's in percentile, so we're happy, he's like, five percent. Anyways, uh, if... If you don't have a newborn, you don't care about this shit. So whatever, it's good. Uh, I like being a dad. It, it's cool. Um, didn't expect to be one, so it was a surprise and everything. So, uh, but the best kind of surprise. So, it, you know, we've uh, we've been just trying to enjoy him. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, kind of circling back to your podcast again, man. Like, um, I know I remember messaging you when you released it, but. My favorite episodes was actually your set, your solo episodes you did about your Super Nintendo collection and yeah. your kind of hunt for that. And it's like, man, like, I don't know what it was about. Well, I know what it was, but I feel like there was a, some similarities between our childhood a little bit. Except my dad's drug of choice was a little different, but um, I felt like there was something there that but it was very compelling, man. It was like, it's a great episode. So, I mean, you guys you guys want a great standalone. It's a two parter, but. But yeah, they're short. About, about they're short. They're like forty-five minutes, something like that. Yeah, I think, it? I think they're like thirty-five, four, maybe even forty each. But yeah. they're, they're not super long. Like the podcast has gotten much longer now with three people. That's like yeah. the the thing I've increased. Our time went from like a solid forty-five to an hour to like an hour and forty-five. Just you know, 
But back then, back then, I I wanted to be in and out in like fifty minutes. I didn't yeah. want to drag on for an hour. I still don't like. You'll still hear me in the podcast. Like you can feel me getting tense at the end of episodes. Like you can feel me like tapping my watch at the guys. Like guys, come on. Like no one. Like we, we've we've trapped <laughs> these guys here for an hour and a half. We. <laughs> I would rather do shorter episodes and get them out more frequently than hour and a half. And you know, there's drag something them out. to be said something about that but i'll be honest a lot of times i kind of break up podcasts like uh like even the one you guys just recorded about um storaging organizing and everything your current episode yeah i typically like i listen to it in two parts so yeah I, that's usually what i do I, I in the morning when i'm at work i usually have about 30 45 minutes where i can listen to something and then i kind of like mix it up in a couple of days but i oh, I'll, my I always my big fear is repetitiveness that's like my big pet peeve when I'm listening to a podcast is, fuck, you guys just talked about this. Move it forward. Not that you guys were yeah. doing that, but you I'm know like, what I mean? Like, that, like that's my that? big pet peeve. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not like, at all. Oh, I just, that's my, when I listen to certain ones, they, it's like, dude, you just talked about that shit. Move on. Like, someone write some shit down or something. Yeah, I try, uh, <laughs> I try to make sure we have a different topic to kind of keep us going um, and not talking about the same thing because I feel like there's a lot of topics we can talk about, but when you, t- again, when uh, that, like that clock and, and this is me really, I don't really know what people's presence, uh, preferences are. I don't have market study on this. I just feel the clock in my head as my internal preferences. I like a 45 minute podcast and that's largely cause that's about what my drive is. I like to get in and out of one episode and not have like 10 minutes or 30 minutes lingering at the end and then like start a new one and then on the way home. Um, or if it's two hours, it's like either that or I want it to be two hours to take up both parts of the drive. So, right. um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I do worry about repetitiveness as well. I mean, that's kind of the worst thing, but there's also like a balance on a podcast, right? As we get new viewers in, it's like, when do I go back and touch back on some of those like keystone Correct. topics? Yes. So like, right. I don't want to, I don't want to bore people who've already heard this stuff, but you know, new collectors come in. The point of the podcast is to help collectors, when do yeah. I go back and help new collectors again and uh, bring that back? If Because it's easy to say, oh, well, just go listen to the old episodes, but not everyone does that. Well, and, and you can't remember every episode either. I, and then when I was talking about repetitive, I actually wasn't talking about repeating it in different pod. I was actually talking about in the same damn the same. podcast. Oh, okay. I've heard people going over and over the same <clears throat> stuff. It's like, move on, guys. But no, I know what you're talking about because, see, we give uh, recommendations and we also give tips. And I feel like, haven't I given you every tip I have? I don't remember. And then sometimes I'll come up with something different or a little variation on it. And I'm trying to stay, but I can't remember everything I fucking said. You know no, what I mean? it, like, well, especially like we're a hundred episodes or so in now. It's yeah. like, uh, we're at like, I guess 110 now or whatever. But then I've got like some like individual episodes that are like yep. marketed as like a separate thing. Those are well, real yeah, short, so I'm short like, yeah, short episodes. I like those though, man. Those are good. I like those too. And like I, I have to start doing more of them because um Tyler unfortunately has the burden of all the editing now. Yeah. Um and that, that sucks for him. It's a it's I hate editing. I'll do it when I have to, but um so now he like the problem with uh, like when with Kat, she got real busy, they were doing yes. their house stuff. Um so that's why I, I started making these tiny little micro cast to fill in like i know we don't have a podcast this week but here's 10 minutes of something yeah. so i actually have a few more of those planned just so i can give tyler breathing room on the editing like 
here's a good solid episode. Like we do even more research now, now that because Tyler's also very research oriented. So like I put his research mind and mine at something. So we go and we dig up a bunch of stuff on a topic. I want to give him, uh, you know, some breathing room. Like you just researched for like whatever. And now you've got to edit the podcast to um, let me let me help you by doing like a quick 10 minute episode that I edit put out. And then people aren't like, hey, Johnny, where's the podcast? Um, Because it's the holidays. So I kind of let that slide a little bit right now. But it's time to kind of bring that back and and take some of the burden from Tyler, because it's again, that's why I'm doing the intros again, just to. So he doesn't have to go find music because that's that's sometimes a chore, you know, um, yeah. as we don't always produce our own music. Um, so we got to go find it, steal it, uh, steal it. Shh. But well, uh, yeah, that's sorry. the worst. I mean, I actually our had one guy message small. me. Don't worry about it. No, I, I had uh, one guy message me about it. He's like, oh, I think this is so-and-so's. I'm like, oh, did they steal that music from someone? I'm sorry. Are they the original performing artist? Right. Like, right. I'm like. Are you complaining about this? Like, it's, it's right. Like, are they paying royalties? Yeah, for, uh, I'm like, it's like a 25 <laughs> second pumpkins or whatever. You yeah, know I'm like, whatever, I, I pulled 25 it. seconds of this audio and like, don't worry about and it, guys. Honestly, that kind of yeah. feels that falls under fair use. So yeah, even yeah. copyright lawyers aren't really clear on what how long you have to be before it's not fair use. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I don't I worry. Think some will say 15 worry. seconds and some will say 30, but either yeah. way, I think. I think and some will say it's not time dependent at all, just to confuse it even more. Absolutely, yeah, yeah because you have like something like uh, like the guys who will watch a movie and uh, that was that Mystery Science two thousand. Well, maybe a lot of that might have been um, public domain, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, people yeah. watching something and commenting along while they're watching. Well, like it. the React to videos now on YouTube, which by the way is the dumbest shit in the world, and please people stop doing that, like. I, I guess kids like it. Uh, like my nephew loves it. He loves these. Re- I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why would you watch? Why would you watch somebody else? Yeah, no, but that's what our parents say about us watching video I, game collection videos. I'm, I'm sure. Like I'm 100 percent sure. I I've climbed up in my old man chair now, and I'm just right. like, get yeah. off my lawn, you damn kids! Your react to videos. Yeah, it's so uh, it's over for me. So. Um, just go on without me, internet. I'm too old now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stop right here. Yeah, you guys keep moving on. Yeah, this. Yeah, I, I'm. I'll be the guy with the flip phone. Uh, still, that, that that I'm okay with that. So, anyways, okay. no, that's great. Um, well, one thing I do really like about your podcast is how researched it comes off. You know what I mean? Like I always imagined that you guys put some good research in it, or at least Tyler, whoever's doing that. But uh, I did. Us. Well, and right, because yeah, yeah. all well, of us. Not nothing against anybody. I was just saying. I, you mentioned Tyler, so but I know you, and I know you have that big. Um, one of the episodes that I really connected with was um, when you were talking about certain trends and um, you know items that are selling on eBay, and that's something like I kind of noticed. So when I heard someone else saying it, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I knew I wasn't the only one out there. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. for instance, like. Your common titles like Mario Contra, stuff like that, kind of going up in price leading into the holidays where maybe your rare titles will kind of dip oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely trending. And and that is a thing. Um, some background on me. I'm an analyst. Um, so what I do is kind of watch trends. I, I like to look at numbers. I like to see. I'm like, here we are here at point A. How do how does it look at point C and then to D? And then, you know, now that we're at F. How did how does F look back to A? You know, that's just something I naturally like to do. That's not 
Um, it's not something I was trained to do or anything. I, it was kind of self-training and then just an interest of mine. That's just intrinsically how I am and uh, which led me to kind of get a job as an analyst because I like to I like to look at large swaths of data and say, okay, what's really going on? Because it's super easy to take like two examples and be like, look at this bullshit. Yeah, see, told you I'm right. And you're like, well, like one, what was your basis of selection? Uh, is this recency bias? What other biases are you bringing into? How are you manipulating the data? How did you present the data? You can't just, but people, I, that's no one's job on the internet, like in a forum or on Instagram to come and do. They're not, they don't need to present their credentials or their research. They're just there to say something. Uh, and that right. that's fine. But uh, as my counterpoint to that, fuck you, you're wrong. Uh, excuse me. If that's not <laughs> no, no, you, you cut all you want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's how I, that's how I operate. I'm like, uh, that guy's that's just incorrect. So I'm just gonna. I just want to say that this is incorrect. Or you know, I that guy said something. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't like to project like instantly wrong. I say that's doesn't sound right, but maybe it is. So I go and I look. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually totally correct. That is a factual statement. You should look at how things are going now. So. Like, well, another thing that you've done a lot that's actually real beneficial that I don't think maybe some people know is like you've done a lot to help with lists, right? I mean, I know you've talked about uh, when you first started collecting the Sega Genesis, there wasn't a lot of detailed list about everything, like uh, something like without Back Joey or the Sega World Championship card, and there wasn't a lot of information out there. You've done a lot to kind of help track some of these things down. Yeah, well... I mean, there was, there's a lot of information out there. The problem isn't that, isn't the information. The problem is the quality of the information, like what is correct and, and what is incorrect, right? And sifting through that to kind of learn. Uh, specifically with the Genesis, I just locked down a list that said, these are like the actual US released Genesis lists. And that's like, I'm not the first person to do that for Genesis. There was right, other people. Right, right, right. But yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I just don't want to steal someone's like, I'm not the first guy who ever did it, but I'm definitely the guy who probably double checked it the most. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, that's where I get credit. And then like with the cardboard boxes, there was not a good list of that. Um, yeah. No one had any idea. We had a little project on Sega age where we started looking into that and, you know, guys came in and they were helping and we were taking pictures. This is like pre, I mean, I guess Instagram existed, but not really where video game collectors were. Um, so we were like heavy into that. And then I just, carried that thing all the way to the finish line essentially and said like here's all the cardboard box games as i know them right now which is a list i still say is a living list if someone presents me a cardboard box i've never seen i'm not gonna be like no way it's fake um i'm gonna look into it yeah let me look into it if you told me that in you know two years i'm gonna find two more or something I, i wouldn't be shocked um i mean i think it's like pretty close now i think you know we're winding down but who knows? And, and things like Instagram have really been beneficial for things like that yes. because like people don't know. They're just like, well, why don't you just look on Instagram? It's like, well, cause there wasn't an Instagram. You don't understand. I had to like go through people's collection video or right. collections with like, and cameras were worse back then too. So I'm like looking at tiny JPEGs, like trying to blow them up. I'm like, I think that's a cardboard box. I can kind of tell cause there's whiting on this side. Right. I was like, you just have to like it was it was some hard looking. So uh, back then, you know, you had to find I had to find a picture or someone had to submit me a picture before I would even believe it. And, it, you know, it was hard because also people uh, 
like again, like I said, misinformation, bad information, just like, oh, these 10 box boxes are in, or games are in cardboard boxes. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Okay, right. let me show me a picture. No, I remember as a kid. Yeah. Uh, well, there's some stuff gets spread around in YouTube videos where someone will say it and it they assume that it's a fact, like I don't like the game chasers with Flintstones being a blockbuster exclusive. And there's so oh, much yeah. evidence that shows that it was sold in Brazil. And Oh, it definitely and, was sold in Brazil. Yeah, that's 100% not like, right. like maybe it was in blockbuster, but it wasn't only in blockbuster. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that it, it could have been exclusive for a limited time in the market. And maybe yeah. it wasn't sold in American stores, but it wasn't exclusive. And a lot of those, you know, they get debunked and people... Uh, Oh, I still hear about the left-handed power glove, yet I've yet to see one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, the problem with... Where they've seen it is like, yeah. okay, show me a picture of it. Well, people are unreliable narrators uh, in that, like, right. that's, like, if you look into jury selection or uh, how, like, when you can believe a jury or not uh, juries, uh, witnesses. Witness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, you know, the fallacy of the perfect narrator and, uh, you know, why people are unreliable narrators within their own existence and as also as witnesses... Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. So like, I, I don't like to beat people up about that too bad just because memory, remembering shit from when you were like five or 10 is hard, especially if you were five or 10, 30 years ago. Uh, right. you know, so like, it's just like, no, you're not right. It's like, but I can't take 45 minutes to explain to that person what an unreliable narrator is and uh, why they aren't good witnesses to their own existence. Uh, you know, that has wasn't documented by any kind of video back then, except right. for maybe a home movie on Christmas. Uh, and then maybe not like you had still have to have some money to have a home video back in like 1987 or whatever, when Nintendo's were being opened and, and filmed like, guys, that's not true. Let me let me tell you. And then it's like no one wants to hear that for 45 minutes. So like, OK, that, that's cool. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I have this and move on with my life. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm like, okay. So like I said, I'm, I'm not here trying to beat people up for it. I just, uh, you know, I, I also like to research, so I don't mind putting in the time, but yeah, not, not like to be like, yeah, I did this and this, but yeah, I did like, um, the Sega CD list I did with another guy uh, and he and I had competing lists. Actually, that was like how it went, uh, over on Sega 16 back when that was like a forum, uh, I mean, people, it's still a form. I don't want to, like, disparage those guys. But it was more about, those more gamers than collectors at the time. So yes. me and this guy, like, he and I posted, like, a list at the same time. And then, like, some some uh, moderator got his, his stuff in a twist because we had posted two similar topics. and But I was like, this, this guy's isn't right. And here's, like, a new correct list. And then on Sega Age, we teamed up and we did a list and picks and everything so that's why we have a good like sega cd list that people reference and that went to like rf generation i think if you actually go to like rf generation it's still wrong it still has like some of the good deal games on it and stuff which aren't like official releases that's it it's just sorting through uh quantities of information not everyone is interested in that or qualified to do that or you know even knows how or or how to like begin to look at that so anyway well, and I, you know I do that stuff I, well, I notice sometimes like jealousy plays a part in it too, um, where you discover something and like I ran into this recently on Atari Age. Well, at least their Facebook group, not the actual page, but their Atari Age group. I found a, a prototype, an Atari uh, prototype, and um, 
and I was showing it as I found it, you know, showing it when I was in the store. And then, I mean, it might have been one of their longest threads they've had in quite some time. And, you know, there's people like, just open it already and show us the board. And I'm like, dude, I'm in a car. Like, I don't have a screwdriver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah, you. Well, I don't care if you fucking believe me or not. Like, I was, th I thought this was cool when I was trying to share it with people who I thought would think it's cool too. And, you can just see, man, like some people are fucking haters, man. I'm like, dude, this well, is like you guys yeah. fucking suck. People are very invested in their in their own ideas, right? In their own process. And um, you know, especially collectors, they don't want they don't want their little their little, you know, ecosphere disturbed. No, don't shake the snow globe, Chris. You know, that like yeah, we know where absolutely. everything is now. Don't don't shake it. I'm okay where I am. And then, you know, you come and you present something and and people get upset. You know, they don't right. they, I mean, they don't I, have space for that. No, no. I mean, and I feel like I found something that might actually be one of a kind, not necessarily the software, but just the way it was presented, because um, I believe the developer repurposed to, well, they, whoever did it repurposed in a, a Pac-Man cart. Okay. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. They had a lot of extra ones. And that was the first thing they didn't like is that there was a Pac-Man label underneath the um, the label that, you know, like a, a typical yeah. prototype label. Right. Right. And at first they were bitching about that. And I was like, well, it makes sense because it's Fireworld. The same guy who worked on Fireworld, the developer, was the same guy who did Pac-Man. His name is Todd Fry. The same fucking guy. And, of course, he probably used the shit that was sitting around him. Like, it, it all made sense to me. But they were like, no, no, no. So, finally, I did get home. I turned it on. I could see right away that there was some color differences with the screens. And I opened it up. And, of course, it was a prototype. And... There's this fucking crickets after that, you know what I mean? A couple yeah. of people like, oh, cool, but you know, it's just like, yeah, where'd all that vigor go? You know, everybody was so like, you know, getting their torches ready and wanting to fucking chase me down and shit. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, now what? You know? Yeah. No, so, I'm excited when people find new things. Like people should, me too, people should welcome that. Like it, you know, uh, the hobby is still young, despite what people think about it. So, you know, stuff is going to come up. We we don't have a lot of good information. It's you know, there was no internet back then, you know, things got put in the trash. Anything on the Atari was the wild, wild west. Like they barely yep. had standards. Like if you talk about why Nintendo was such a, a large dictatorship in the market, you know, in the eighties, it was largely in response to the way Atari and, you know, and television and all that yeah. handled things. There was no standards. Like nope. why did Nintendo, Nintendo said, yeah, I have to sell you the shell. You can only make this many games. And it was to control and like create a set of standards. Yep. Is that right or wrong? That's a debate for another time. But it at least made sure that we didn't have like the video game crash that that Atari had. Because there was stuff going on like, like the Halloween carts. Halloween carts came out with no labels on them. What, yep. the, what the hell is that? And then later some did and like cart. Yep. It's like you're like, what is going on? And no one has a good answer. So. I mean, anything from the, like, people should take anything found in Atari with a, a large grain of salt, because that's, even people who think they're huge Atari collectors and know everything, there's just so much to to not know in that space uh, that I, you know, I would have to take, I would have to, like, take a hard look at anything anyone presented me, you know, without being a, a doubter or a critic, just because there's so much, you know, space to learn in there. It's not like, Nintendo, like Nintendo's like a pretty well researched document and stuff. And we're still going to find stuff from Nintendo in like right. that space from like 85 to 90. We're still going to find stuff. And people have been like 
dedicating their lives to that for like 20 years now, staring at that specific, you know, date range. So, well, a guy I follow and he's pretty well known, Steve Lynn, um, he pulls up all kinds of documents, uh, like internal memos. And like this guy's like his collection is like crazy because he has some shit that you wouldn't even think to collect, you know, oh, yeah. and uh, and it's just really neat seeing stuff like that, because even like so much as like release dates are all inaccurate like they'll say well it was released in uh, the spring of 85 or the september of 80 like there's so much inconsistencies uh, when the test market was and what actually came in it and oh yeah like if, you know like people assume that it just went to new york and right. then there's people who tell you like oh no it was new york and los angeles and you're like that okay maybe it's, it's like, possible but it probably unlikely pro i would well yeah it's, it's probably a big another big eastern city but well, maybe, but Nintendo was based yeah. out here, right, on so, the West right. Coast. So, like, could maybe, like, could have been, in, yeah. yeah, up in Washington, up by Redmond. Like, that's what I'm saying. No one, like, Nintendo's pretty well-researched and people documented stuff then. And, like, Nintendo controlled all that. So, an Atari, you know, where there was developers everywhere who controlled their own stuff. Like, are we, are we surprised when new and weird stuff comes out? Like, how could you be? You'd have to be like, right. oh, yeah, of course there is. And I mean, we're, if we're still going to feel like that, it's going to be okay with Nintendo, then Atari, it should be like, that should be like pretty regular. Like, uh, why, why are you upset? So anyways, All right. my thoughts well, on that. No, I think it's a great topic, man. Um, now we'll give uh we'll go on to one of Derek's deals here. We'll throw him a bone. Yeah, sorry, um, Derek. So what's your, what's your last deal? Your last noteworthy pickup, um, purchase or sale. All right. Starting off with Chris. <clears throat> is that if we're going by my list. document man oh sure uh right i was just reading. <laughs> right I, I, I hadn't read down to that <laughs> okay. i have to hold um, his hand for every step of this <laughs> starting with me okay um i got it uh uh my, i haven't really sold a lot this month or well even in january i just i hadn't been out i or sale any good sales it's raining uh, in california we well, I mean, the swap meets are still right now. It's raining a lot, but um, I mean, I I just been lazy. I'll just put it like that. I mean, I've I've sold a couple of little things. Uh, actually, today I sold um, uh, original Mustang owner's manual from like a '67 Mustang for twenty bucks. Something I picked up for a quarter at a yard sale, so that was kind of cool. But nothing, nothing big. But uh, my best pickup of the month would probably be my only pickup until Soul Cow. Um, I got an Amiibo. Um, uh kiosk oh, yeah. so that was kind of cool yeah local collector um he put it up and price was too good and i was like dude really like what's going on and he's like oh i need some uh he's looking for, to get a part for his car he just got a he's got an old uh an old irock it was nice <laughs> it's really cool it's like an 80 uh, i think it was an 86 or 87 irock i was like dude this is badass like that was literally my dream car at that age when it came out. I remember my dad had a friend who took us for a ride in it. I thought it was the coolest fucking car ever, you know. And, so did you uh, find the part of the swap meet for twenty five bucks? I wish I could because <laughs> I could sell it to his ass. No, I just bought his kiosk <laughs> off him. But and then you know what's so funny is it's just only only for a collector, right? So he had um he had cultivated a pretty good relationship with a GameStop employee. So he's gotten every kiosk from them. Like, and he just, he did a fire sale. He sold the, the, even a, I don't even know how he got a switch one. So, so soon, but he had switch, yeah. a Wii U, um, various Xbox ones, you know, like PlayStation four, like this guy had a lot of them. And of course the one that I have now, the Amiibo one. Um, 
but even the car like it's this is what's funny about collectors right even this car we're talking about the car and it's a i believe it's an 87 irock and it it came standard with a carburetor and that's actually rare like the, the more research he's doing like this could be like one of 48 irocs that were sold to the general public <laughs> I'm like, dude, you might have one of those fucking cars that'll go out auction for like a hundred grand. And he goes, Yeah, I know I'm Take doing it to research. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what only a collector would get this lucky, you know what I mean? Like someone who's put you know, he put in the work, you know. I'm not taking nothing from him. And I was just like, Man, that's fucking lucky break, dude. And he didn't even know it originally. Um, it was because uh when he was going there to get a certain parts, like he was just trying yeah. to fix up a few things. You know, they ask you, you know, uh Which, you know what motor, what yeah. Like the general shit about it. And he's just, you know, they, of course, they kept saying, like, fuel injected. He goes, no, no, it's a carburetor. Like, carburetor? Like, we don't even have parts for that. And so he had to keep going. And finally, he found someone. He's like, dude, like, there's only like 48 of those in existence or whatever hmm. with the stock. You know? I was like, yeah. wow, that's, that's fucking badass. So anyway, I got his kiosk off him. And he did a cool thing. Like, he built a shelf with it, too. Well, I mean, he repurposed the shelf he got from a store. And, um, it's pretty neat. You know, I got all my stupid amiibos on there that I never thought I would give a shit about, but apparently I do. So you're keeping it, it and not selling it? I am going to keep it, at least for now. I've had a couple cool. offers. On it. I, I love it. It's yeah. fucking good. And it's got the, what's kind of neat is each of them have their own software. Like I could upload like a Toys for Us software to it. I'm sure there's someone out there where I can get it. But um, this one... It has the GameStop software on it, so it shows like the at the time the GameStop exclusive amiibos were uh, Rob and Duck Hunt and uh, the Game and Watch guy. Yeah, so those are in there. It has like yeah, yeah, and it has a little GameStop exclusive, and it's neat. You know, it was around the time I guess where Mario Maker was out, so that's one of the videos and uh, Smash Brothers. You know, I don't know, it's pretty neat, and plus it has a code in it that they must have put in where it's not talking all the fucking time, right? Like, it only talks yeah. when you touch it, whereas some stores, it was constantly uh, doing that. Amiibo, and hey, check out this fucking thing. And, right, like so it... Attract. Right. Yeah, so this one is actually in kind of a quiet mode, which I could get it out of it, because I was I was reading a thread on Reddit, and I'm like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then I'll never yeah. turn it on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you it's know, really I... cool. Like, it's very good condition. It has all the key, and it's it, uh, a barrier. There's this certain kind of mount that, uh, I forgot what it's called, but... Um, you know, like you have those grooves and it kind of links into it like an L. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I forget what that bracket's called. But and apparently I was talking to some other guy and he's like, oh, those are hard to get. And I was like, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm happy to have it. So, yeah, anyway. you know, that it looks sweet. Um, yeah, I hate kiosks that like chirp at you the whole time. I I went on for a while about the stupid drop mix ones that were in Target everywhere. Yes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm just trying to look at games here. I don't need to hear about drop mix, the world's best music game. Uh, no one gives a shit about drop mix. About Stop yelling exactly. at me. Yeah. Stop yelling at me. Funny. If I'm interested, I'll look at it. It was so funny because when I heard that episode, I was like, finally, I'm not the only one. Because <laughs> every time <laughs> I'd go to fucking Target, I'd hear that drop mix shit. And I'm like, who turned this shit on? And how do you turn it off? It just makes me want to leave this area. I don't even want to shop here. Oh, it's yeah. Like, they they like they could have definitely dialed that back a little bit. It was uh it was fairly aggressive. Anyways, about your kiosk. I, I think it looks good. Um and people who hate Amiibos, I don't know why. I, I, I think they feel like they were forced to purchase them or something. I, I know I that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't, I never hated them. I just didn't think I was going to get, 
as much into them as I can. Now I love it because it's it's a pretty much a buyer's market. You can get a lot because I like them loose. I don't give a shit about the boxes. I like yeah. to use them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like use them with. I, I love their connectability. I mean, essentially it's DLC. So what? Like yeah. I mean, I'd rather I, have DLC that comes with an actual hard. Figure. You know, like it's a it's a real item. It's you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's well, something that's ten- people love the world of Nintendo figures, right? But they hate amiibos. I'm like, right. have you? Did you look at these? Because like, <laughs> forget everything else. Like, forget that you touch it to an NFC reader and just look right. at it as a toy. Is right. it cool? Is it a cool little Mario you got? Yeah, yeah, that thing's awesome. Like, what are you doing? Like, I've got my Samus out. Like, she looks badass. What do you want from me? Well, you like, know, the Johnny, people who hate it are the ones that feel obligated to buy them brand new. Well, and because the they don't want to not obvious. get them. The yeah. evil scalpers uh, ruined their life, Johnny. Come on. You know the yeah. scalpers were out to get them. Yeah, well. It made them spend $75 on a Wii Fit trainer or whatever, or Marth or the Villager yeah. or whatever. I want a bunch of loose ones. I have a bunch of closed ones. I have, like, three that are opened. But I would love to find, like, a lot of, like, 30, you know, loose ones. Like, then you can put them easier in your pictures and stuff. Yeah. That's, like, as a collector, I'm like, do I just open these? Um, yeah. Like, my wife... Uh, she got into Harry Potter pops and like, we just made the decision. We are not collectors of Harry Potter pops. We're people who enjoy Harry Potter pops. So I'm happy to buy these, but we're throwing the boxes away. Cause like it's just double the space instantly. So, and I know people like lost their minds. They're like, Oh, but that's a so-and-so store exclusive. I'm like crunch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dump. I was it's so happy. Trash. I, I when I bought because I um Toys R Us had a really big sale on one Christmas and I bought like I don't know maybe like twenty of when I was when I bought my Wii U because it was like a crazy cheap price for Wii U that year and it was still current and um the the amiibos were like buy one get one or buy two get one something like that so I was like fuck it they were like hey we'll give you this Toys R Us card you know I'm like all right fuck it I just charged them all pretty much got the whole set at the time. And I just went home and me and my daughter and we opened them all. I was like, I didn't give a shit. And I felt yeah, so good. It was good. Like, this feels is good. Yeah. I opened them all up and scanned them all into the damn fucking Wii U. And yeah, I didn't care. I had no regrets. I should have recorded it because I might have got some hits on YouTube or something. That could have been <laughs> oh, just to yeah. break everybody's heart when I was opening up the villager, that hard one to find. Like it was right there on the shelf. I was like, wow, like. How fucking lucky am I? Like that villager and Marth, I believe it was Marth were yeah, Marth was super hard. hard. Super hard to find. The uh, the Wii Fit trainer was hard. It was the third hardest at the time, right? Like and yeah, I think I found Ness. Of, Ness was also hard. Or Ness, right? Yeah. Well, Wii Fit trainer was at one time. I don't know what the order was. Wii Fit was the hard. Wii Fit trainer, yeah. I think, was in like the first wave. Uh, right. So I think it was one of the hardest ones again initially. Right, and those three were the hard ones, and I got them all. I got it all in one swoop. I was like, "Well, fuck it. I got the hard ones. I might as well just get all the easy ones too." So I just bought all. But I was up to date at that time, and and then when I see the waves come out, I was like, "Eh, you know, I'd get the ones that I like." And then then you know, like I would put up trade posts. I was like, "Oh, I'm just looking for loose amiibos," and I mean, I got um, the gold, um, uh, the gold Mega Man, and and the yeah. and Little Mac, and I mean, this one dude. Uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't want him to feel bad if he hears this, but um, he, uh, I didn't realize what the they were going for at the time. Uh, apparently, that uh, that gold Mega Man is like seventy five dollar even in today's market, and really? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. 
yeah, I didn't know. And he's just like, well, which ones do you need? So I just picked out the ones that I needed. I wasn't trying to be a dick about it. I was just like, well, I need that. I figured they were all worth at least 10 to $15 a piece because some of them were kind of common too. And he goes, that's fine. Take whatever ones you need. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, and I just said all of them. Then I was like, I need all those then, except for like these four or five. And he goes, that's fine. I was like, well, if you're good with the trade, I'm good with the trade. Do you need anything else? I say, nope. So I made the trade. And then, you know, when I posted up, I got a couple of DMs for the Mega Man and like, well, more than a couple. So I looked it up. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> My bad. He didn't. He didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, I, nah. I wasn't aware. I would have been fine with it even if you had known. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, I try to really be fair when I'm trading with a fellow collector. If, true. if especially if it's if they were to like, you know, if there's like some sort of like we're sharing information kind of thing, like, well, I don't know what it's worth. And if I do, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'd be like, it's worth this, but this is what I'm willing to put out. Yeah. You know, I'll be straight with people because I, I like to feel clean afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to fuck nobody over. I got into the into the IG community and everything to like make friends and to make trades and see other people's cool shit. And I feel yeah. like I'm very fair and I've never burned anybody and anybody who says I have, let them step forward and tell your story. Cause I know I haven't. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's easier than people think just to, to get a good and fair deal, especially right. once you let, once you prove your credential, like yes. with other people, like right. you give good deals, I give good deals. Right. Now we're going to give each other good deals. Like maybe that Mega Man was $75, but he probably didn't spend $75. No, so he, no, in his no. mind, he's like, I don't know. I, I got the game and it was like 30 bucks or whatever. So yeah. who cares? Like that's, and you bought a whole um, bunch off him too. So he might've felt yeah. good just getting rid of it finally. Yeah. And, and you know what? He was happy. I mean, I think he just wanted to hook me up too. Cause I, I mean, hell I've had people give me, you know, fucking zombie nation, my friend Adam. But at the time, we didn't barely even know each other. And he just, you know, so sometimes people want to just give you shit too. And that's cool too, you know. But so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I try to, I try to just keep on the up and up with everyone as well. Like, it's yeah. like people don't understand, like, oh, I, yeah, I, I got this guy over. I got like, oh, well, you got over on him for like 50 bucks. Is your reputation worth $50? Because exactly. mine is worth a lot more than that. Uh, you know, yeah. my word and the way I feel at home is worth yep. more than 50 bucks. And if if $50 matters to you that much, then maybe go do something else. Like, right. maybe you need to, like, yeah. look into this a little harder. So, well, you know, I sleep better at night knowing that I, I did the right thing by people. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, so what did you pick up or noteworthy deal, Johnny? Um, Latest deal, let's see. noteworthy. Latest. Get a... Did you finish off your Wii collection yet? Nope, not still haven't done it. Uh, this, this Ma Might Magic Three. So, oh, nice. um, for the Turbo Graphics sixteen uh, CD slash Duo Super CD, whatever you want to call it, it's got like twelve different names. Um, yeah, I just got that, and from a buddy of mine on Instagram, as a matter of fact, uh, a guy I met there and uh, has been helping me with Turbo stuff, and that's. It's Hyrule uh, Vice. So it's a guy named Andrew. If you don't know Andrew or seen him on IG, he's great. And, you know, he helps me out. It's not it, like wasn't an amazing deal or anything. It was market price. And like he even helped. I'm like, I have written down on my list that this thing is like $200. And he's like, mm, that's not really market price for that. You need to like kind of adjust your number here. Because um, he was getting it from a third party. Like just yeah. like if you want this game, this is about what it goes for. And it was like 300 bucks or something. And. You know, it's not it's not cheap. It's not a it's not oh. a game you find all the time. Um, but like on eBay, the only two listed were like four and five hundred dollars. So it's like right. okay, 
but you know, he said he found like a pretty good deal and he, he let me know about it. So, you know, then that, that's just part of building that community. Guys well, and, and sometimes you got to pay up and that's just the way it is. We can't always get, you know, little Samson's for $5. I mean, you have to pay no. up at times if you're looking to get a good piece for your collection. Well, and I mean, that's part of the strategy of uh, your guys' podcast, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to pay the money. Uh, like all, like sometimes you're just going to pay market value for something. And, yep. um, you know, and how, how, how do you minimize that? How, how do you make yep. that sting a little bit less? And that's what I like about what you guys do over here. Um, and like a lot of conversations we've had, you you tell me like how you incrementally build money for your collection without like dipping into your wallet. I think that's great. And uh, I think it's valuable because I mean, we all do that to a point, right? People are like, right. oh, evil resellers or whatever. And you're like, Man, that's su- that's such everyone. a, but yeah. that's such a 2012 mentality, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think people are getting over it, but um, yeah, I hope so. And the more you collect, I mean, the more you end up with doubles and stuff you don't want. And then you become the reseller. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's funny because like, what am I supposed to do with this shit? You don't want my Super Mario three, so what am I supposed to do with it? You don't want it. Yeah. Nobody wants to trade for it. The people I'm trading with aren't going to trade me Panic Restaurant for twenty Super Mario threes. So, so you put it on eBay in December and make some money sell, off it, right? <laughs> I got to sell these fucking things, or what am I going to do? You know? No, you like, should. If you buy it, it's yours forever. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't get rid of it. You're stuck with that whole lot. Keep them all. No, I, I don't know. And I try to give fair deals, but, you know, when I'm selling in an eBay market, I'm selling in an eBay market. No, and that's, just, just, eBay, that's just the way it is. eBay is eBay, right? You you hey. go there. Every We've all agreed what eBay is, whether you hate it or you love it. If you're there, you know what the rules are. You know how the game is played. Uh, you know, uh, if there's a best offer, then, you know, make a best offer. Unless it's right. already a good deal, then don't be greedy. Take the good deal. Before <laughs> someone else grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like, like what do you, what are like you supposed you guys, to do? You know? What you guys said on your last episode, I think it was last episode about eBay sniping. Are you finally like, it's, it's done. It's, it's normal. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stupid snipe apps. It's like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I like to sit there and watch the countdown go, especially if it's an yeah, item that's, I'm going that's with. Fun. But sometimes I have a snipe set in the background because sometimes I'm slow or like an internet glitch. Like, oh man, that damn robots got me again. Like, no, that was that was a dude who said that. That was a real person. Yeah. You know, don't blame that. It's just a tool. Like, what, could you imagine if we were like, no, man, you can only undo nuts if you use your hand. You cannot use a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no drills, no screwdrivers. Yeah. No, no, man. If you didn't do it yourself. You, like, you're an asshole. How dare you use a tool to make your job easier? Exactly. That, that's the argument against like a sniping tool, right? Like again, tool. It's like, okay, well, I guess if you feel that way, that's asinine, but I'm just going to move on with my life and you can be, you can be over here with your judgment. That's fine. I don't, I don't really care. Well, and I think it's funny too, because those are the same people who were like, bitch, like, Oh, you know, eBay prices. And it's like, well, um, yeah, well, what do you do when you get shit? You know, it's like those same people. They want the they yeah. want the bro price, but then it's like, well, Unless if you're not bros, it. right? And then when they sell, it's like, well, I got to get this. It's like, oh, I see. Now which, you're going for market value. Interesting. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, now you want the market, which you know, don't get me wrong. I try to hook up, and I always try to deduct value. You know, fees and ship. You know, all the little things that you would deduct, yeah. right? But 
Or and sometimes I just I'm like fuck it, I'm gonna hook my friend up or hook up somebody who I think is a cool dude or a cool chick or whatever. But I mean, uh, it's these fucking steadfast rules that everybody, you know, like there's some rule book out there I'm not aware of that they want to cling to, like sniping tools or fucking this or that. You know, I mean, yeah, it sucks when you go to a yard sale and someone hits you with an eBay price. It's like, well, then sell on eBay, motherfucker. But I feel I get that, that way everywhere. I feel that right. way everywhere. Like if you if you quote me eBay and we're face to face, it's like, right. hey asshole, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay eBay prices, I'm gonna go pay eBay. Why? Because I'm protected. I have yeah. options. I can look at condition. I get eBay bucks. Why would I sit here and do this? Like, unless unless it's hard to find. Unless I, I preach this to people. Unless it's truly hard to find, don't ever t- like if someone throws eBay in your face. Unless you need immediate gratification. Just right. don't. Just move on. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like I and there's a yeah. lot of local events down in SoCal. And like you hit that. And there's like people I won't even walk up and talk to anymore. They're like, man, that Johnny's a real asshole. He never walks up to my booth. And it's like, well, I mean, what yeah, am I supposed to I what am I gonna do? Like walk over to your booth and get annoyed and then disappointed? Like, why would <laughs> I do that to myself? I'm not yeah, there were tables that. I skipped too now. Yep. Yeah, there was a particular guy who was at the the last retro fest, and you know, I honestly I don't even know what his name is. The first time I remember seeing him, and he had some pretty good manuals, and one of them was Kid Clown, and and uh, you know I thought I hit him with a pretty fair offer. You know, I was like, you know what, eighty uh, five's the highest I. You know, that's it. That's where I'm at. And I'm not saying it's not worth more, but. You know, if you're saying 100, you know, I think 85. And he's just like, the lowest I can go is 95. I'm like, all right, well, then take it home then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck it. You know what I mean? Was this like that, that big square booth down by me at the very end? Uh, yeah, you know, it was, you were kind like of facing by, it sort of by, a little bit close to the wall. By the water booth? Yeah, I believe so. It's over there. It was at the tail end of uh, where that little... um. Uh, anyways, it was over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no. no I, I don't has... know his name, but I, he was uh, he was with Mort. I don't know if you know who Mort is, but... I, I don't. But, yeah, I I don't it understand that. Matter. And I'm not even blaming the guy. That's fine. If that's your steadfast thing, but when I'm hearing, Put like... Put it on eBay. Well, the funny thing was, is I... Uh, the, okay, his friend... Like I said, I don't really know his name. I don't know his name at all, but Mort... Um, I was asking, I was like, hey, will your friend take, because he wasn't there at the booth. I was like, will he take 85? He goes, let me text him. So he texts him. He said, okay, he'll be right here. So I'm thinking, okay, we got a deal then. And uh, the guy comes and looks at it. And then he says, oh, I could do 95. I'm like, well, why didn't you just text him that? I've been waiting for like five minutes for you to fucking get here. Like, you could have just texted him that. I made no, an offer. That was my just, fucking final offer. Are, you know? are people clamoring? That's the other thing. Like, right. I get really frustrated with how bad sellers are. Like, you guys are really awful at your job, especially if I keep seeing you at the same event and you have all the same shit. That that means you're bad at this. So maybe take stock. Like, uh, I mean, you've heard me talk about on the podcast liquidity, the ability to enact on opportunities by having cash on hand. And if you're just yep. sitting on all of your inventory, then what the hell are you doing? You're not making right. any money. All of your shit just owns you and it owns your capital and your ability yep. to invest in other things. Like that manual. Oh, th- what's the difference between 85 and $95? Right. Especially if you probably paid $20 or, or less for it, right? Or got right. it less. in, in a lot, right? Right. Yeah. right. Who knows? Like if you, if you paid 85 and you're like, uh, I just got it like a week ago and I think it's a hot mover. So man, then maybe you say, 
I can only take 95 and you sit there and wait. But if you've been sitting on that manual for six months and you're not putting it on eBay, you're just local. Like this is like some sidekick. What are you doing with your life? Get it out. Like get it off your table as quick as you can. Like get out of there. (laughs) And and you know, even further disclosure, uh, I only had 85 left on me at the time. So it wasn't even like sticker price on it was going all in. Uh, I, you know, you'll see an eBay. Sometimes it'll be like 120, and he wanted he had 100. No, for it. Oh, he had 100. No, he not. said he wanted 100 for it, and I wasn't even trying to negotiate with him. I just said all I have is 85, and I'm willing to pay 85. But that's it, because yeah. I don't. I'm not going to the ATM. This is this yeah. is my budget for the convention. I would like to have that manual. It is very rare. It is very hard to find. Um, but I, that's it. I'm all that's in. What, and, like now, like there's a new eBay paradigm too that's shifting with all the eBay coupons and deals and like bonus yes. eBay bucks. Like when you're offering me now, like I sit around and I wait and that's kind of, and like what I'm learning is the coupons are somewhat selective. Sometimes you get targeted and sometimes you don't. Yes. Uh, but I sit around and I wait for like that 10, 8 or 15% off. Now, like when I see in a store too, I'm just like, if it's a common item, like common like say well, even right. uncommon like something i'm yeah. definitely gonna see again this year if you're asking 100 and i know it's on ebay pretty much today for 100 i'm like nah or even like 95 i'm like well maybe i just wait like may yeah. like or i'm like you know, if, yeah like what do you want to do here do you want to work and i i don't even think sellers especially in, in our area our local area are aware that that shit happens here's like guys we're all buyers here. Like all, all these game collectors do, they just sit around and they, they talk shit about eBay, but they're on eBay all the time. So they know the prices. They're looking at the prices. They know how the coupons work. Now, this is what you're fighting against. So you're you're literally fighting against your own self-interest and your ability to buy more things by like your shitty pricing tactics. And like, you know, we got some guys down here that want to be the used car salesman. Oh, Hey pal. Hey, for you, for you, what I can do yeah, right for me. now. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, you, for me, John. guy I don't know, just, just met. Right. Who am I to you? Like, you don't know anything about me. Right. Like, I've heard that too. Yeah, and like, and I'm kind of well, like, I'm not like, I'm well known around here, but I mean, I go to the local conventions. Like, Absolutely. you know the people in your local area. So like, when you get a new guy and they're like, buddy, for you, I'm like, wow, I just got buddied and for you in one sentence. All right. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> uh, Probably walking away from your booth forever. See you later. And I got money to yeah. spend. Like that's the thing. I'm a spender. I, I you want me? Absolutely. Like if I come to your booth, I buy in quantity a lot. And like, yeah. uh, and, and you're likely to buy some. And you're usually likely to buy something that most people either won't buy because of the price, and or you they they're looking for the more common shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're looking for this niche shit, or. You're looking to fill out your PlayStation, yeah. right? Your PlayStation One that you've been on a run on lately. Yeah. It, nobody gives a fuck about Madden or NBA Live '97 uh, for the PS One, but when you're trying to fill out a set, and yeah. you know yeah. what I mean, like yeah, I'm your exactly. garbage collector. I'm I'm your guy. So it's like if you got a bunch, uh, it kills me. Like when guys are sitting there with like a stack of games, I'm like, I can do this and that. Ah, oh, no, I really gotta. Just like on all this common trash, like yeah, really. Good luck. Like, you don't think I can walk away? I I guess people are more impulsive than me. I, I'm like, this is all common garbage, guys. I'm just going to yeah. walk away. And I recommend to anyone listening, if you see, like, if you're filling out sets, don't overpay for common garbage. Just just walk on. Just move yeah. on. I can even, I, so many times, like, especially places, you're like, well, 
there's seven of them over here and that guy's got two of them like there was a, a bunch of playstation at the last event and it was like all common stuff i like told one guy i'm like i'm gonna give you two dollars each on these if you want them if not I'm going to go off for that guy over there, $2 each. And he's going right. to take it. So, like, <laughs> right. you want to, like, I wasn't driving a hard bargain. It was all trash games. Like, right. you want you want to take this trash home with you? I care, right. and I'm going to put it on a shelf because I'm a dummy and I collect sets. So take advantage of uh, my handicap here and exactly. take my money. <laughs> yeah. I, I got OCD bad, motherfucker. Do you want to yeah. exploit it? Here, yeah. get up. I will open my wallet for you or someone <laughs> right. else. But I, I was like, I know I'm a dummy, but I'm going to argue with you until until we get this price. If not, then someone else will do it. Uncommon. Like, and I love the negotiation process. And you see some people, they'll shut down. And I enjoy it, man. I've gotten so much out of it. It's so fun to me. Even when I don't get what I want, even though um, not too long ago, I had someone get really angry at me for something for the stupidest thing but this i went to a uh antique store and they had a couple of wrestling figures here's one of them this these stupid fucking figures right and uh the lady had them for i i don't know it, they had 1250 price tags on them and uh i'm just like well will you do 20 for both and she goes oh no 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 we don't do that here and i'm like here what like what do you mean you don't do that here no, 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 we don't do that here. And I was like, like in a, and I wasn't being a dick. I don't think she kind of felt like I was. I was like, in a used environment, that's strange. She goes, nope, this, nope, we don't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, oh, that's strange for a consignment store. I was like, you sure the seller won't do that? Because it wasn't even hers. They had a little tag on it. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, this isn't a consignment store. This is a co-op. And I was like, well, I don't know the finer points yeah. of the differences between a consignment store and a co-op, but I Me know either. and typically in consignment stores, uh, you sell it for them and you take a piece of it. Maybe they're renting the space. That's what makes it a co-op. I don't know. Okay, fine. I mean, whatever. co-op can be a co-ownership. So it could be a, like right. a, an ownership collective or it can just be a rentership collective. Uh, so, but still. Right. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. And then I was like, okay. And she goes, but well, do you want them or not? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Ring them up. That's fine. And I was like, I don't understand why you're so upset. She goes, well, no one's ever questioned me like that. And I was like, you, you've been, this store's been open for quite some time. No one's ever tried to negotiate. She goes, well, they don't question me after I say no. And I was like, I thought we were just talking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't Sorry, I didn't know I couldn't ask a follow-up question. Right, I didn't know that. It was like, your answer was final. Don't. How dare you question my no? I was like, yeah, okay, well. Got it. Now I yeah. know. I will never do that again. Yeah, Ooh, shame on you, Chris. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. And the funny thing, oh, well, shit. I don't know, it's funny. But mean, mean Gene died a few days later, and I was like, oh shit, I wonder if this price is going to go up. Did, did Mean Gene's price go up? I don't know, but it's very clean. Little mean gene. This Clean referee's kind of hard to find. What you really want though is the one with the blue shirt. If you find one of these with the blue shirt, it's like about a hundred dollar bill. So really? you come across it for a few bucks, even if it's in poor shape. I've seen them go for like seventy five bucks. I wasn't aware of it, but hmm. um, it's about thirty five dollar guy right here. And mean gene was probably about twenty five on the resale market. But... I stopped looking at other things. I, I can only look at video games. I don't have any more space in my in my brain for other prices of other things. Well, that and like magic cards. That's it. 
in case one of the people are watching and they yeah, see it. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. You guys, yeah, some of the other. You guys give like some great tips. Like you were telling me about your like your radio and the little tape recorders and stuff that you sell. Yeah. I was like, really? I would never have even thought to look at that. And I would walk through a yard sale and be like, see you later. Yeah, and you know what? And that was one of the tips I gave early on. I cringed because I was like, you know, everybody I've told what these sell for, they'd never believe it. And I'm like, what am I? I'm fucking up my own market. But <laughs> like, but nah, yeah. that's fine. It's fine. Information. It's like, is, yeah, no, I know. I don't care. People have given me tips that, you know, so it, it iron sharpening iron, right? Yep. That's what we're supposed to do. Like Canadian Retro telling me and Bill about the uh, Guitar Hero dongles selling for like 30 to 50 bucks each. So Yeah, and then you know what? And I bought yeah. one of those dongles for a buck and I sold that damn thing for like 35 plus shipping. Yeah, oh, man, I, like, I, have like th- I have like three of those dongles downstairs in a, like a little crate. Yeah, yeah we'll get it on them. eBay. Yeah, you're not using it. we still it. use sell them it. though. That, oh. like, <laughs> like occasionally at a party would come up and you'd like plug in those stupid. Oh, at least you can keep an eye out for them at garage sale. Yeah. yeah. You grab them. I don't even go to garage sales anymore, guy. I I stopped. It's like this is my sleep time. I'm not. I'm never gonna be the guy up. Like I get up at five o'clock to go to work, so right. clearly I can do it. But when yeah, Saturday yeah. comes around, I'm just like, no, relax. I'm I'm, uh, I'm sleeping. I want to sleep till eight a.m. When your kid becomes a, like a four year old who wants to get up at six in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might be yeah. like, okay, it's seven o'clock. Let's go to some garage sales. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's actually my plan. Is like when he's interested in that kind of stuff, be like, yeah. all right, now let's take you out and do some of the stuff I did. Like here, here's some of the things. Yeah, like, that's what we started. Yeah, but right now I'm like, I'm too interested in sleep. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll just sleep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> because like, if you go to a garage sale at like eleven o'clock, I mean, you might find something, but yeah. you're pro- like, you're probably beat. You're going to find a lot, of, had a lot some, of garage sale signs that no longer point to garage sales because they're closed. <laughs> I, I, well, usually for me, when I go to late yard sales, it's about talking it out of the house. Oh, okay. I mean? like, I've gotten a lot of stuff out of the house that way, just going up and just, or getting, you know, p- picking people's brains, you know what I mean? And you right. know what? My, my sister has that. Let me take down your number, which is usually like one in 20 they'll call, but when yeah. they do. Yeah. I've gotten some really good fucking scores, so I don't know. I I enjoy the hunt, but I'm also looking for fucking garage door openers and sprinkler timers and bullshit I can sell. White noise there. generators. White noise generators, man. Yeah. Those things are Jesus fucking thirty dollars, man. Yeah. Right, right. Just put the app on your phone. Move on with your life. <laughs> You're right, but it's a thing. I'm telling you, right. people. I have that one was like phone, vintage too. Was... Yeah, I have. I actually have one in my room that during this winter I use when I'm not, you know, because in the summer I, you know, a fan or other things making noise, but um, in the winter I use it. And when I'm, you know, if I'm not at home, like when I stayed at Curtis's or whatever, I used it on my phone, my white yeah. noise generator. Yeah, but, I use. Uh, I mean, we we have the baby, so like we play womb noise for him. Now, yeah. So it's like, all right, just background womb noise. It's pretty funny because my wife had it on her phone in the car. We were just driving around. He had to go get shot, so we're driving around for like an hour today, and uh, they both passed out in the back seat. Both, <laughs> like, put the womb noise on in, in driving motion. They're both asleep. I'm like, well, that's cool. Let me just chaperone you guys around town, or chauffeur you guys around town. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just like, oh, can I put some womb noise on for you, madam? Excellent. <laughs> I'll let you know when we arrive at your destination. Yeah. And then you put much. on one of your podcasts and you're good. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't, though, because uh, baby didn't sleep particularly up. well. And right. I was like, 
No, no, I'll just, it's cool. I'll sit here with my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Damn thoughts. All right, right, Derek, what'd you get? Yeah, I got, uh, so since my last episode, I have, I did end up buying the uh, Retron 77, the uh, Atari 2600 emulation emulation box. Uh, I've only used it twice now, but so far so good. I mean, considering it's my first time actually playing 2600 games. Um, and then after that, I still had a whole bunch of money of left in my gaming budget. So I picked up a PSVR bundle used. Actually, it was brand new in box, but for a really good deal uh, with Moss and Astrobot. And then I also picked up Tetris Effect. And then I picked up Fire uh, or Firewall Zero Hour with the uh, aim controller bundle. All that crap ate up most of my gaming budget for, well, that I had built up from selling things. That was a good like 500 bucks or something like that. Maybe nice. put some use to those uh, motion controllers because that's the only reason I'm keeping a couple of these around in case I ever get no, the VR. I, I actually already have three of them. I just sold off two of them that I had before the, as well on top of that. And I haven't used them yet because none of the games that I picked up use it. Those are good resells too, Johnny. They're still going for like 20 bucks plus What's shipping. Were, if you, the, the, the ones with the white ball. The yeah, the white ball. Yeah, oh. the for the PS3 move controllers, the you know, the black ones yeah, with yeah. that little snowball on the top for for the vr and they're they're being sold brand new at the store for like 59 bucks or whatever for i think i have like four of those well you got you got 80 dollars you got about 80 bucks sitting there yeah yeah well i i need them for uh my couple of my harry potter games you know uh, (laughs) (laughs) or uh you know potions and spells like there there's a little like one where you wave one around like it's a wand and uh yeah it's terrible i actually just bought a like it's funny that you said that because i just had to buy another one because i they're like this whole harry potter set and i found a canadian variant of that so i'm like there's one that comes with the stupid move camera and the and the move controllers and i was like (laughs) i'm like now i'm gonna have more of these stupid things laying around but now maybe i'll because now i have like two extra so maybe i'll I'll move my two extra and mitigate yeah. that purchase. Uh, Apparently, I, in the I next up, in the next uh, year or so, they're going to be announcing the the next generation yeah. of PSVR, possibly new move controllers or something like that. So, in the next year, they may be starting to drop in price. So, just, uh, I, just get it while you can. Yeah, I'm not in love. With, I have the PSVR, and I, I don't love it so far. It's too clunky. Uh, you know, I like it as a theory, but like strapping that thing on my head the whole time and like like trying to make that kind of space all of a sudden. It's, I've uh, already got just, the Vive, which is full room, so the PSVR is way more convenient, I find. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It takes up less room. I don't need to move around as much. Okay, yeah, because I, I mean, I feel like when I strap that thing on, I feel trapped. I'm like, okay, I'm trapped in this like little oh, space. Oh, I love it. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I would just, I mean, I, it's like too many wires, too. I feel like. Uh, like I'm just jacked into the Matrix. I got a big thing coming out of the back <laughs> of my head. It's like, I... Yeah. I'm like, I want to love this thing. Uh, and mind you, I haven't played it in probably a year. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I've been waiting for VR since Lawnmower Man. So I'm yeah. waiting. Like, I, I am definitely the guy. I'm like, I just want whatever the best one is. And I know whatever the best one is right now is probably out of my price range. So, yeah, get the right. Vive Pro and get a wireless adapter for it. Then you'll be happy. Okay, that's what I need to do. Yeah. I hate having all the wires. I'm like, I'm getting a headache now. This yeah. is like... Sitting on my temples, giving me a migraine. See, so. I don't, I don't have that problem with it, with the Vi- with the um, PSVR at all, with the cord. But I'm used to the Vive cord, which is thicker. Okay. But I also tether my 
vive cord to the ceiling. I have like uh, oh. little bungees holding it to the okay. ceiling. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. Now you'll you'll have to send me a picture of that that rig. Let me see how that looks. That's something I should do. It's basically like those badge holders, but like the heavy duty ones for keys. Okay. Retractable ones. I have like two of them attached together and then a carabiner to hold the cord. Oh, and then okay. I have one there, one there, and one there. All right, yeah, because I mean I do I do want a good VR experience. I'm I've been waiting, like I said. Yeah. Since yeah. lawnmower, man. I'm just like, please, please. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. All, All right. right. So we we on to the next thing now. Yeah. yeah we do in. a quick little break. What's up, guys? Dean Lasagna here from Round Two Gaming. And if I sound a little frantic right now, it's because I've been listening to a fantastic podcast called Frantic Thoughts. Solo host Josh takes us on a journey with a personal flair each and every week, sharing with us the latest games he's been playing, movies he's been watching, comics he's been reading, or the things he's been doing at work all the while breaking down today's latest and greatest gaming headlines. Look, if your weekly rotation of gaming news is delivered by the biggest names in the business, that's great. It's safe, it's clean. All I'm saying is why not get a little crazy? Why not add a few frantic thoughts to your week? And we're back. So, uh, tip corner, starting with me. Um, any buying and selling tips or ideas you want to share, experiences, anything like that? Um, for me, it's uh, my wife and actually, we were just talking about this before recording. Is uh, use the space you have uh, in the first area that the person's going to see for your ads. This she was using it in relevance to a Facebook Marketplace. Um, make sure you you're, you know you include what size the shirt is in your title. Was basically what she noticed that annoyed her. Um, but what I was thinking was I was actually looking over uh, P1 of the Cartridge Club's eBay ads. He was looking at posting things on, some things on eBay, and he just hadn't noted he hadn't used all of his space in the eBay title. Um, like he didn't include that it was in good, very good condition and it was, you know, missing the manual, but, uh, had the bonus disc, for example. And those were all things I was able to fit in the title for him in uh, a listing for Parasite Eve. So, I mean, that when you're scrolling through eBay makes a huge difference. If the game is complete or if it has a bonus CD is a really good thing to have in the title Absolutely. if you've got room. Bonus yeah. disc, especially because a lot of people don't even know when a game has a bonus disc and if it's an uncommon bonus di- or if it's a game that only certain copies had a bonus disc, like putting that like that phrase in there is like fairly well, key. It also, that's, that's how I it also, auctions. that's what I was going to say. It also actually puts you in other search engines when you add things like the word yeah. bonus. You know what I mean? That's a that's a great little thing. Uh, some people overdo it with the word rare, but oh, um, yeah. yeah. When it's not fucking rare. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, Super Mario Brothers isn't fucking rare, you asshole. That's uh, oh, Rareness yeah. uh, 001. You haven't heard of this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what is this? Uh, Storage Wars? <laughs> it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. All I, right. I, uh, I did a swap meet over that. He had a Nintendo, and he was... He was like wanting two hundred dollars for it, and it was just a Nintendo. And I was like, I was like, I was like, all right, well, you got my curiosity. Why are you asking so much? And he goes, well, because this is a zero zero one. And I was like, okay, so you watch Storage Wars? Oh no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, all right. So I tell you what, I will bet you two hundred dollars that I can go through, and if as long as I find one, I'll go through this whole swap meet, and you come with me, have your wife watch your booth. If I find another one, I will give you two hundred dollars. If I can't, if I pick it up and it doesn't say that, as long as the label's there, you know, I, I made sure I got all the loopholes out of the way. And it's <laughs> like, and if I win, you just give me all this shit for free. Oh no, no! I was like, well, what happened? You were real confident a second ago. <laughs> like, where'd yeah. that guy go? I mean, he didn't want to take that bet. I was like, all right. 
<laughs> anyway. Hey, Chris, you got any tips? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to defer to Johnny this month. No Let's just hear what Johnny's got to say. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I have... We, we talked a bunch about tips. Like, we talked about haggling with people. We we talked about, you know, looking out for that eBay coupon, which I, I think is, like, That's a, a great key tip. thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. key thing to do right now. Just watch for those. And not just the coupons for cash back off the order, but also those eBay bucks. Again, I do know people who aren't using eBay bucks. You have to, like, at least get $5. But, like, do that. Yeah. Um and, and, it, and it's free. And that's a free yeah. thing to like, you don't, all you got to do is just say, I want to get eBay bucks. You click a little button. It's real simple. Yeah. So, and here's uh, for those people who buy new games still, uh, if you like Best Buy's uh, Gamers Club, that's like a thing of the past, but like look right. out for Amazon Prime and when they do like your pre order $10 off now. And then if you're just a person who shops at Target, like I, I'm a show for Target. That's just mm-hmm. first off. Uh, because I'm a suburban white dude who lives in a suburban city. Like, clearly, I'm a show for Target. This is like 100% factual. Um, get the red card. Like, you don't have to get their credit card. You can get one that just attaches to your debit account, and you just get 5% off every purchase. Just a flat 5%. You know, like Gamers Club doesn't work on controllers, doesn't work on consoles. That 5% on Target does, though. So go like yep. buy your games at Best Buy, and then go buy your console at Target and get that 5% back. Like do take advantage of it's like so easy. Like I said, that's not a credit card. That's not a credit check. Like you just bring it in. And now it's like on an app on your phone. Like if you attach it, cause that was the thing I hated. I had to carry a stupid red card around that only worked in target. Cause I didn't want another credit card. Now it works on my app on my phone and I can just pay via them. Just like it scans that also I use cartwheel all the time. Cause they have like cartwheel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like cartwheeling and it's not like I, for people who are like, I don't got time to do all that. I'm not saying do a bunch of price comparison shopping. I'm just saying oh. whatever you put in your basket, like you already decided what you're buying. Once it's in there, just scan it as you're like putting it on the on the conveyor belt. And then oh. occasionally you'll pick up an additional 5% or 10%, especially if you buy like any of their market pantry stuff. Or like I said, sometimes I got like I've seen deals on Apple products, you know, always video games there's always like a few video game deals that are specific cartwheel so keep an eye out for that that's like it's just easy that's super easy and then this is like kind of my controversial tip uh for people or the tip they won't like uh and this is this is nothing against you if you smoke that's cool do whatever you want with your life uh right like and i'm not telling you what to do but i've had people who like oh man they're like two packs a day guys oh man i can't afford to have a collection like yours i'm like you could like yep. you put as much money into cigarettes as I do into gaming almost like not always. That's like not really fair, but you could like you could build this up. At, like you, we all have our vices. I spent a bunch of my shitty money on uh, video games. So like if you just did that and then the other thing is and these are these are people who are collectors specifically if you are a collector. Also, if you smoke around your collection, it hurts the value of the collection. Absolutely. So you're extracting money out of your collection by doing that. So just like like. That's my thing. Like, also, like, maybe you'll live longer. I don't care. I'm not here to be your doctor. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking right. for more more <laughs> ways to get money into your collection and you're like, how do I fit more games into my life? Well, like, and that you can smoking, whatever, extract something else that is a, a non-essential item. But like, you know, maybe you don't need Starbucks. Maybe uh, Folgers is fine with you if you just drink black. <laughs> like, yeah. I, that's, that's like people who tell me like, oh, how can you, how can you spend all this money on games? I'm like, because I don't, I don't buy Starbucks. I don't, I don't do this. I don't do like, 
I didn't spend $40 on beer this weekend or anything. Uh, and it's not like I said, I don't care if you guys do that, but you know, just don't look at other people's collection. How can they do that? And then you're like, yep, I bought, yeah, like, you gotta uh, be rich, Johnny. Yeah. You're rich. Yeah. I bought you a have to be cigarettes rich. and like four twelve right? packs and, uh, I'm good. And you're like, well, I mean, you clearly had some extra money. You just, I mean, choose your vices. Anyways, I, I, I used to work at a, I used to manage a fucking Chevron and I would have, uh, you know, some low life parents in line and their kid is just wanting like some little trinket toy or a fucking candy bar. And they're like, no, I can't afford that. And they're like, give me two packs of marble lights and this fucking 40 or, or this, you know, 12 pack of beer or this Bud Light, you know, I'm like, uh, you can clearly afford all that shit, but you can't get your kid a fucking dollar candy bar. You fucking scumbag. Yeah, but. like I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to how to live their life. But right. if you if you are looking for more money to put into your games and you have these other yeah. things you can extract, there you go. There, there's my tip. Because I, I had a few friends. I, I, I like a two pack a day friend asked me, and I was just like, well, like I, you already buy games. Like it's like yeah, but I can't get any more games, and I'm like. Stop smoking. I like. I have no idea if vaping is cheaper, but maybe look into that. Like, look into something else. Like, yeah. you chew or something. I don't know. Also, chewing ah. is super gross. Please don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, yeah. Ugh. That's it's a personal thing. Like, I I went through a high school where everyone chewed because I was like in uh in Nevada. So like, you'd go to like try and get in a water fountain. There'd be a big old thing of dip there. You're like, gross. I don't want to drink from this water fountain anymore. So I have a, I now have an aversion to it. Just. Just think about it. So mm. I'm gonna shit talk everybody who choose. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck right. you for ruining my water fountains. Exactly. What? So nasty. Yeah. Fuck Twenty years ago, fuckers. you hurt me. You hurt me. <laughs> a, ra a random tip. Something that I noticed uh, twice now. Um, so pod. This is overly complicated, but um, when I view uh, eBay ads sometimes or eBay listings uh, for search save searches, it opens up in a new browser window that has no saved cookies or anything like that. And I randomly get $5 off offers saying, if you use this browser window and this coupon code one-time use, you can get $5 off your net, your purchase. Yeah, and I've, I've done that this. once. I almost did it a second time, but I accidentally backed out of the browser window because I realized the listing wasn't something I wanted. And I would have had a second time where I could have just used on whatever I wanted, log into my account and buy something. Um, so that's just something so I know. This, this was on a desktop or a laptop or something? This was on my, on my phone. But yeah, it was an app that has its own browser. See, I've had it, it on, on desktop, desktop where that okay, happens. That's good. Not, that not, that's... not in browsers, but uh, like when I open the page, it'll like just randomly sometimes assign like a $5 into, into something I've bought. Like, hmm. Um, and I'm not sure where those come from. So it's interesting yeah. if it's browser based because some I do switch through browsers quite a bit because like if I'm at work, I have like certain browsers that have to be open like sir, for certain pages for my work. I have to look at them in IE. Not yep. that that's my choice or my preference, but some if I'm already in IE, I might open eBay like, oh, I've got this thing I got to pay for. Let me just open it up. Like why open another window? Um, and I like, so I'll see. So maybe it's browser based. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. It has to be a browser with no existing eBay cookie, is what I'm guessing. Or, mm. or maybe an expired session and you have never logged in there or something. Like that. <laughs> so I, when you I click guess. on it, you'll hold it to where it says open a new tab or just open another tab type of thing. Uh, yeah, it, I'm thinking. It's the page that you're on. You know, it'll just open a new tab, is what you're saying. Yeah, so when it pops up, it gives you the code. You copy that code. And then whenever you add to your cart and buy, you enter that code at the checkout. 
Oh, good. It has to be that Matt Winslow. Message me, man. I got shit yeah. in my cart. Well, I think it's random based on the person. I don't think it's going to be easy to reproduce, but it's just something for people to watch out for. I'm even thinking yeah. of trying incognito browser tabs in Chrome and see if that can trigger it, but I think it's pretty unlikely. It's pretty random. You know. The last one I got was probably, well, the last one I got was just yesterday or the day before, but the last one before that was uh, three weeks ago, maybe. So maybe some kind of reoccurrence pattern there too. Anyway, something to watch for. Uh, next is story time. Um, so we're starting off with Chris. If you have any story or failure, lessons learned, anything like that you want to share or just an interesting story. Um, hmm. You don't Let me to... think on it. Yeah, just go ahead. Let's let's. Uh, I think I told a bunch of them. I might have to think. Go ahead, Johnny. You got anything? Um, I, I don't know. I kind of shared some stories. I, I yeah, for sure. I don't know how far Even you want me to. One's fine. Yeah. Uh, how far? <laughs> how far in the well do you want me to go? I mean, I got stories just because uh, I live my life as as a, like a narrative experience. Like I I break my events, my daily events down into like story format. Uh, so well, I, what I what I, I I like here here's a story I like to hear out of you. Okay, so um, you know, just because I just re-listened to your Super Nintendo uh, podcast again, so um, it took you what was it from t- 1999 was when you got your first game, right? June 1999, and to 2016, June of 2016. So how did you uh, like? It must have felt pretty monumentous, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I know you felt like it might have been a little anticlimactic or something. You were worried it might lose the plug or whatever yeah and it wasn't it's not actually june 1990 it's like 1990 you know 1991 or whatever um like are you talking about you said you you bought your first game in june 1991 i'm just going by the podcast yeah 91 not 99 i thought oh did i say i meant 91 yeah 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 Yeah, that was uh when i got final fantasy 2 got final fantasy 2 right 1991 sorry my bad uh to 2016 or 2016 yeah. uh, June, so it was, it was ironic that it just happened to fall in the same month. You didn't plan it that way, did you? Just kind of no. worked out. Nope, just kind of like that wasn't. I mean, I when I was getting close to the goal, I said I want to complete it by summer, but I hadn't reflected back on like here's the dates. Like I, I wasn't like I'm lining it up for this masterpiece. That was just um, just happenstance, you know, serendipity. So you and and your your sets, you know, your CIB, right? I mean, do you have them all? Uh, so I mean, yes, I have them all, and I have more. Well, yeah, I, CIB is a okay. Yeah. We we they're, know that they're the at least carton box. Some of them are missing manuals. Like okay. uh, most of them have manuals, uh, but I'm like missing a couple here. Like I um, what's it called fun and games. I'm not paying a thousand dollars or whatever it is just to have the manual for that shitty game. I don't okay. care a thousand dollars or whatever it is. For fun and games, I don't care two hundred dollars for the manual for fun and games, so <laughs> it does not matter to me. It, like I, hey, I have one for be, dollars, man. You, you have sure. one for three hundred? Oh, my pass. <laughs> pass. Um, yeah, it's just not. Um, it's not that big a deal to me. But it's a now, complete go, cart and box collection. Now, do least. you go as deep as uh, trying to research the inserts that go in there and that I, kind of I shit? I do. Like to a point, like I love all of my RPGs to have their maps and like all their extra little things. And it's easier than people think. Yeah. Um, that's people are like, how would you know? And if you look on the tab, so like you open up your Super Nintendo box and you look at the tab, there's like a little code on there. It's in white. It says like SNS dash and then like a four or five digit code. And then that same code will be at the bottom of these maps or or manuals. So and then you're like, oh. 
oh, these things are attached to one another. This is this all goes together. But you know, all that's also conjecture, like because you can say, oh, these are this game is supposed to have this this insert. It came with this registration card, but that can vary factory to factory. So right. there, there's variance there. Um, you know, you it's like you think they stopped the production line because they didn't have a registration card. They're like, oh, well, we can't do it now. We're not. We're definitely not. Like maybe Nintendo would have, but Genesis definitely did not. No, <laughs> they did right. not give a shit. They they just like did whatever, especially like during like a rough holiday season. You think like the last twenty, they're like, no, no, we can't do this. It doesn't have this one this one advert in it that it's got to have. It didn't have the Nintendo Power advert. Send it out. I remember getting some games as a kid and going, that's weird. This one doesn't have a Nintendo Power advert that I've now seen mm-hmm. as an adult that does have it. So it's like, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah, do you see a lot of? Um big differences with i mean obviously the quality but like the majesco releases oh yeah the majesco releases are worse right like usually you get a black and white manual usually the label's not as glossy you know it's like something about it yeah well usually they're like come out of mexico too yeah it's like they're not it's nothing about mexico that's just no no it's just the fact i just want to be clear that's where the factory is not racist it's it's the fact people uh, you know how you know how people are today, so it's like right. you just got to be clear because that's the world Absolutely. we live in where everyone is no upset. Like, don't worry, guys, I'll give you a hug. It's fine. Like, we'll, right. I'll hug and let me tell you this story. No, Mexico, uh, it's just the factory came out of and yeah, like those just, the, the just worse. They were working with, right? Yeah, and that's the same thing with the Genesis carts. Genesis carts just on average have worse labels. Like, yeah. it, like people I, say, I got a, a it's a difference release. in quality. Well, I had got a Mexico release of the Castlevania on uh, Genesis, oh, yeah. and, and you could clearly look at the labels. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine questioned me because I had two of them. He goes, "Oh, that one has to be fake," and it's like, "No." And I'm looking at it, it's like, "Nope, it came from Mexico. It's just just shittier different. print, like, yeah. like the the precision or uh, like whatever the DPI was back then on the printing was just worse. So like, you'd get blurrier text, you'd have yeah. bleed and stuff. You're like, "What yeah. is this garbage?" Like and then like it would just rub and wear quicker because it wasn't as thick or whatever. It would I mean that's just Genesis in general. It's just a worse quality, uh, like on their labels than like say Super Nintendo. Games. Right. Not nothing against the quality of the games, but like as far as the material, like yeah, it's just like the worst material. And then Majesco kind of has that same issue going on where you find that a little bit cheaper, especially on like a lot of Turtles in Time. Are, are from Mexico. So especially in California, you'll find like a lot of those ones that just wind up here. But are like, well, why, why is that? It's like, well, shipping, you know, Nintendo's a, you know, yeah. you ship to a distributor and your distributor, like, why would Nintendo ship, you know, like there's Canadian warehouses and like some in Mexico, like you would just, you just use the best shipping routes. Just Whatever's to closest, shipping. right. You can make, that's yeah, just, you can make that's more just money. basic logistics. Um, but people like, how do you know? It's like, I don't know. Cause I've, studied logistics a little bit uh, common sense i don't know yeah but uh, people will fight me on it sometimes anyways yeah i had a, a contra label that uh must have been a majesco release because it looked off and but it was legit label and i remember this guy um it was at the first socal expo and i was just using it for trade and the guy's like this is definitely fake and it's fake and it's like no no, no I, I checked the board everything's legit and he goes no no this label you printed the and, you know, he was like really adamant i'm like Dude, you don't know me, man. If I thought it was a fake label, I would have just tore it off and wrote Contra on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I w- I don't do that. I I despise fake labels. I anytime someone, especially when people put it on cheap fucking games, 
a local reseller, he had a fucking Tom and Jerry for the NES and it didn't have a label and he was going to print a label for it. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking $5 game. Who cares? Just, just sell it. Well, nobody will buy it. Well, then throw it in a fucking garbage can, dude. Give it to a customer. Give it to somebody. Yeah, put it in a dollar box. Yeah, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Just give it away then. Or just give it to somebody for a dollar. Someone will buy it. Don't don't pollute the fucking market, man. Like, yeah. don't do that. Like, it's not worth it. And now that Ally Express is just destroying shit with, I mean, man, dude, like, there's one thing that you will see a common thread. And, you know, I know you're not much of a 64 collector or at all, but... um. Except for that whole wall of complete N64 <laughs> games. Except right. for that uh, whole set. Uh, right. with some variants. <laughs> and some of the hardest to find variants. Never mind. Right. Uh, but now the, the, the number one thing in the, um, in the ads now are authentic. You know, it's, man, that's like a number one thing that you see. In, and you got to look for it, man. Like, you know, I'm finishing up my loose set and... I mean, and even like shitty one, like why would you, you know, Shadowgate? What do you? Why the fuck are you making a reproduction of Shadowgate? It's a twenty dollar. Yeah, but it's a twenty dollar game. Like, dude, what are you doing? How can you make any money on this? Because it probably costs them four dollars, and if they're clearing, you know, ten dollars, then that's double their money. Yeah, I know, but it's like, fuck, man, who who buys that? But anyway, I mean, we counterfeit yeah. ten dollar bills now, right? That's like where we are in the world. Ten and five dollar bills can now be counterfeited. So yeah, but you could buy drugs with that, Johnny. Come on. Oh well, <laughs> shit, I didn't think about that before, Chris. Let me do that now. Right, but collecting's over. All drugs now. Right. right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, counterfeiting is. Uh, kind of the worst i mean we i mean that's in every hobby though that's like every everybody in every hobby i've ever talked to is that's um you know one of their one of their issues uh anything well, else you want like story-wise for me like i, I think i derailed you a little bit no, you know, no, no, no. Just yeah. this is, this right. is a story here oh, yeah let, let me let me ask answer your basic question then uh did i feel like did i feel like it was diminished at all when i completed the set um no uh-uh i i didn't like because uh, sometimes I will complete a set and I'm just relieved to be done with it and like want to walk away from it and not buy another game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, if, if you can't see in the video what I'm gesturing at, it's my my N64 stuff. Um, but Super Nintendo, like I'm still excited to buy like weird variants. I just I we didn't say it in the thing I bought. I should have uh, thought about it. But like I bought a Zelda because it had a slight variant on it so i was like excited to buy that for the super nintendo more super nintendo variants so yeah no i would like it feels good to have it i like i like walking in and seeing it even though i think it displays like absolute garbage uh like i love the super nintendo hands down love it you know this about yes i do super nintendo but if you fucking look at it it's just a wall of black of black yeah yeah you're just like all right well that's not super interesting to look at I, mean, I, I didn't understand why they went. I don't know why they went that direction. Maybe they were trying to get more uniform or something. Yeah, because I think it's uniformity. Because with the that's why I really like the NES display. I mean, even their boxes, but it's there's just all this different colors. I mean, even taking out. I know you're not a fan of um, third party or not third party, but uh, non licensed, unlicensed yeah. games, right? You you yep. think that's all trash, and that's fine. I just don't care. It is. It's not that I no, think no, it's no, trash. It is it's trash. Just, I have no, it is. I just don't I, well, like 
there's nothing I, I, it doesn't resonate with me at all so it yeah. like i don't it doesn't tickle my nostalgia bone you at don't all. want cheetah men too no not at all <laughs> like i, I didn't like, eat until i got it like as a you know you know what it's like as a poor kid you walk into toys r us and you're staring across that glass and you're like man look at all those games like it isn't like today where you could just walk in and pick up a game and hold it like you were staring across the glass and you're just like i want those and Cheetah Man 2 was never fucking sitting there. No, so I'm not no. like, I'm not like, I don't care about that. Who cares? No, and you know what's funny is I, and when I first got back into collecting in the mid to late 90s, I would see all these fucking unlicensed games at the swap meet. And all I could think is like, fuck those Bible games, man. And you know, the funny thing is, is my hate of Bible games actually cost me a little Samson early on because uh, there was a religious. Well, there was a. I think I did. I'll just briefly tell you real yeah, quick. Yeah. There was a religious kid at the church next door that my brother knew. There's a church across from where I live. And uh, he was trading me his Super Nintendo, like quality shit, like his Legend of Zelda and Super Punch-Out. And he, Because he didn't care. He was done playing them. And he was just like, he'll take whatever I give him in return. So I was like, well, here, I don't need this NBA Jam. I got tournament edition now. So I gave him the regular one. And I don't know. I was sending shit his way. And he goes, well, he has NES games. And I really didn't care. And I was like, well, what does he have? And he had said something, 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 and one of them was Little Samson, and I was like, fucking Bible games? Because they had a Bible group. Like, that was the whole point. It was some sort of Nintendo Bible group or whatever, right? Like, that yeah. uh, the creepy pastor put together. You know, hey, come and play your Nintendo games here. And I knew he had a Bible game, because I remember seeing it, like Bible Adventures or something, yeah. and I was I heard Little Samson, I thought, and I could have got it for nothing, too. And I mean, it, and even then, I could have just bought it at EB games for like five bucks anyway, but yeah. doesn't matter. I just remember later on when I got back into it and I started looking at the, you know, and I got deeper, you would always see little Samson at the top of the list. And I remember when it was like 75, like fuck 75. I ain't going to pay 75 for little Samson. That's ridiculous. And then, you know, it just kept going up. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, I got little fired. Samson is my game that, uh, too, where I was just like, I'm not buying that game. Not for any like religious part. I was just like, it hit a hundred dollars. And it was like, when I was like, Starting to spend money on games, I'm like, man, a hundred dollars. I'm gonna wait. This thing will be fifty bucks again, and then it was like two hundred, and then all of a sudden, I think I paid like five or six hundred. I mean, complete in box for it. And yeah, I was I just like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I spent six hundred dollars on this stupid game. And now I'm like, well, I'm glad. I guess I only spent six hundred dollars. So that's that's my other tip for you guys. Like, yeah. bad prices right now. Like, depending on it, like, works. you never know how it's gonna break. Like, that's the thing. Like if you looked at what I bought when I bought stuff at like market price, people were like you're a dummy. You played market price. It's like well now now I seem like a genius. But yeah, how'd you yeah. do it? How'd you get it for twenty dollars? I'm like well Time. I think on eBay back then it was like eighteen dollars. <laughs> so uh, I overpaid I guess. Who knows? And, and you know what? And there was a time where I just kept seeing it like double and triple like by the week. I was oh, like yeah, it was like two thousand seven. It was like two thousand seven. Yeah, that shit. I was like, I remember like the game that I remember paying the most for at one time was I paid $20 for Metal Storm. And I remember that hurt. Like I was like, oh, $20. Like, what the fuck? And the guy wouldn't budge. And I looked it up on eBay and it was like 25 on eBay. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to like I've said before, like sometimes you kind of like pay the price of a mission, right? Like yeah. I'm going to pay this price, but I'm going to haggle on this other shit because I knew he was yeah. really emotionally attached to that one. And I was like, I'll just get the deal on the back end. And I did. I got his, some other stuff a lot cheaper. He sold me Mega Man 5 for like $8 or something. So it was like, okay. 
you know, I got them on the other one, but yeah. I just remember thinking, fuck, $20, my God. I turned down, uh, I remember the <laughs> when I was buying, like, the, the standard price was, like, $2 for, like, $2 was kind of high for NES games. Like, a dollar was, like, the swap meet going rate. But there was this one little store that I would go to, and they would go for a dollar or two dollars there. And I and I didn't even know DuckTales 2 was a thing. And it was like five dollars. I'm like, five dollars? The hell? You're fucking crazy. And he's like, oh, no, man. I've never seen it before. And I was like, well, you can keep it, you know? And yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I, I only ended up paying 50 when I did eventually buy it. But I was mad at myself because I would have still had it for the five dollars. Oh well. oh well. Yeah. You you still make money. You're, you're still yeah. fine. You're still doing yeah, just fine. I, I, I got equity, right? Yeah, yeah. You did okay. Yeah, but anyway. All right. So our next section is a discussion topic or a collection update. Uh, Johnny, since you're new here, <laughs> sure. Do you you uh, have already said this before several times, I'm sure, but you track with spreadsheets only. That's how you nope. track your sales and stuff, or use apps? Um, no, I use I use a combination of things. I use a tool called Collectors, okay, um, yeah. which is an app and also a program on your computer that I'm very fond of um, to track my purchases. I don't use it to track sales because I, I don't I don't track sales. Um, all like once the baby started coming and like my computer died and I had to get new like. Importing all that stuff up became a moment. I'm like, I'm like a day's worth of work behind, and I'm I'm kind of dreading that moment. But yeah, I go into this app and I put it in. Um, I no longer track the current price because now it's li linked to price charting. Um, yeah. Or no, it's uh yeah price charting, not game value now. Um, so it gives me like a rough estimate of what the current price is. But I used to like go research like here's what I think the current price is, and I used to have to update that like, you know, cyclically. Yeah. And I'm glad I don't have to do that now. I just but here's what I paid for it. And uh, here's the store I bought it at. Here's the date at which it was purchased. Because uh, I like to, again, like jump around in the data, be like, oh, what what stores do I shop at the most? Uh, we did one like end of year recap once on the podcast where I went through and said, okay, here's everything I bought in a year. Here's all the money I spent on a year. Here's where I shopped. Here's where I bought all my games. This is the month I bought the most games. And the, like over a three-year period, it was always this month. Like I always hmm. buy games in this month. Like, for whatever reason, which then leads me to be like, well, what's going on in that month? Like what's trending about collecting that allowed me to purchase more? Was it a tax return? Like, so, um, birthday. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> yeah, something like it wasn't my birthday. That's like, the other <laughs> thing. um, my birthday month is typically the month I spend the least on video games. Weirdly. Um, anyway, so yes, I, I do track all this long answer longer. Uh, I use this program, but I also have spreadsheets that I will, kind of look at and, and maintain as I'm going through and just like list and which like buy list. That's why I yeah. use spreadsheets for. And then uh, this tool primary to primary is my, my primary tool to track the collection. So. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. Well, um, myself, I collect, or I track everything I buy and sell in a big, dong google spreadsheet um currently my total budget i'm up 155 dollars that means my entire collection has cost me 
zero dollars and i've made 155 off of it nice. um, that's after i was up over 500 almost 600 dollars, and then i bought all that stuff i listed earlier um so that's my kind of update chris you got any updates like your n64 is getting close yeah i uh, since we recorded last i knocked off four more titles uh one of them being kind of the hardest out of the four would have been the international superstar soccer 2000 and now i'm just down to like four pretty easy time i mean the hardest one is going to be uh and it's not even hard it's just like about 40 50 dollar game is um uh sorry i had it up on the screen uh going mon's great adventure i think it's like 45 dollar game or something like that so i'm good on that i knocked off some more manuals so i'm down to 75 nes manuals to knock out that for the complete set um or at least the complete manual set and uh which one of them i think i'm not even going to get at that racer mate i don't even know if i can get that manual loose i don't know it seems like it's always with everything so I probably will never even get that one and i doubt i'm gonna get stadium event manual so so i'm pretty closer to that um derek and eric i mean derek eric and duke i combined their names together i you guys would make <laughs> if they had a baby it would be you derek or duke <laughs> and eric um they helped me with my I'm going for the telegames uh, subset for the Atari. I know that's your favorite system, Johnny, the Atari 2600. It's right up there with N64. Right. I know, but it's a little bit above. Um, anyways, I'm going for the subset of that, and I think I'm down to like 20 carts now. I think I need, and it's not that many to begin with, but um, and a lot of them are basically duplicate variants, but they do have a couple of uh, exclusives and a couple of them that have different names which makes it seem like it's exclusive, but it's really not. They sent me some, so that was cool of them. We got a couple of more. Um, I got lucky. Well, I don't know. It seems like they re-released it since I got it, but I felt pretty lucky because uh, the Atari uh, Flashback Classics for the Switch was seems like it was kind of hard to get. That, oh, and that yeah. roller coaster. And that roller, yeah, coaster, roller tycoon. coaster tycoon. Yeah. Right. So if you see those, grab them, especially the roller coaster, because I think they re-released the Atari... Mm. In a small amount, because I did notice there was a couple at Target the other day. There was two. Well, actually, there was one. Well, there was two if you count the display. There was one. two. Uh, yeah. Right. There was two. Um, so I think somebody told me that they think they re-released a small batch. So um, it still is very limited quantity. Um, I think the price dipped. It was up to about 100 bucks, And I think now it's like 60 bucks um, on eBay. So that's not really that much more than the 40 it sells for. <clears throat> but that tycoon, I didn't see it, and I'm now it's so stupid with the way collecting mine goes. Like I never wanted it, and now I want it. Yeah, now you <laughs> want it because yeah, because you can't have right. it. Yeah, roller coaster tycoon. Um, is that that's not a GameStop exclusive, right? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I I hope not because uh, yeah, because I'm not sure where that one is. Like I know Atari Flashback came back a little bit. Bendy and the Ink Machine was another one that was going hot for a little while. And that was a GameStop exclusive, but obviously it's GameStop, so they re-released it. Obviously, that's they did an another yeah, print. Good. Um, and that and that's how video games work. You know, they're not right. They can not they, a finite yeah, they don't item. break they the die and throw it away. Yeah, they yeah. can re anytime yeah, they, they want. They can redo that, especially GameStop did that with Wii games when the Wii was already a dead console. So, uh -huh. but you know, if you believe all the financials on GameStop. They might be going away, so who knows? Maybe pick up your GameStop exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> and I somebody. would cry zero tears for GameStop. 
Uh, yeah, I don't like their business practices, what they kind of, how they pushed out the, you know, like, I mean, I love Funko Land. That used to be one of my favorite stops to go to, and they took it over, and then they just got rid of everything I liked about it, you know? Like, yeah, I, it, like, my problem with them is just, uh, as a, like, we're, we talk about the collecting aspect of games, but why we collect games is because at one point you loved games. Like, you love yeah. games, you love to play them, and GameStop is not good for games they are good for the eas of the world you know yep. where it doesn't matter um but like small developers and you get weird fucking games like that should never have come out like or wouldn't come out in this they were they were able to thrive and be a thing um because people purchased them like small development houses small publishers mm-hmm. um but now we live in a world where if you don't sell x copies you know if we can't guarantee x copies are going to sell on release uh we can't make this game so that limits you to uh, big publishers. That's what's nice about like online gaming and indie games now is like yeah. a lot of that stuff gets out the way. But those games, a lot of those games would have been physical games if the model wasn't so broken. And GameStop helped break the model because yep. okay, cool, I can get it for five dollars less used. Which cool, like you like look, we're we're in a, a money intensive hobby. You should make money where you can and save money where you can. But at the same time, if you want to support development houses, you have to buy them new. Because if it's sold, used four times, the development house gets exactly, you know, zero dollars. They only make money on that new sale. So all the used sales don't help them. So right. I, I, sorry, I, I get preachy about this. because No, uh, it's fine. And, and another thing they do that fucking drives me nuts is when you go in there to buy a brand new game and they hand you a fucking game that's been opened. I'm like, well, then give it to me for the used price. Oh, well, yeah. no one's played it. I don't know that. Yeah. How, well, how can you prove shit's that? O- yeah, shit's open. How, like, and you how know the I employees take it? that shit home and play it. That's the other thing. I've known GameStop and players like, oh, yeah, we can take home the new games and play them. You're like, that's used. It's no longer new then. Just make it a store demo copy. Don't don't well, fucking lie. Right. And then I told them I was like, well, I mean, dude, what if I can't give this as a gift? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's your brand. Oh new no, game. no they'll put open. a sticker over the end. Yeah. GameStop <laughs> told me it's new. Right. Yeah. And you know what, motherfucker? Collectors collect. Sorry, yeah. dude. I might want to leave it sealed for a while. I might not play it. I still have a fucking sealed shovel knight for the Wii U that I never opened. And I'll probably leave it sealed because I played it on the 3DS. But it's my choice if I want to open the goddamn thing. Yeah. Don't open it. Don't make that choice for me before I even leave the store. Well, and it gets gets real shitty with them now too, because now they under order on like so they'll get only like two or three copies of game and they always have to have one open. Right. So if there's only two, that means one person gets a, gets a new copy. Every yep. you, The next person gets a used copy that they're going to pay new price for, which is garbage. And just another reason that GameStop is a, a fucking dumpster fire and should be flushed down the toilet. Well, and they treat their employees like shit. There's all kinds of fucked up. Oh, things. no. Game, like there's there's like almost zero redeeming qualities about GameStop. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Like I'm pretty anti-GameStop. Like it, it kills me when they get exclusives. Yeah, uh, you know, I can't give I, them my money. Sometimes I do because yeah. it's to my benefit. But yeah, I hate but it. I I don't like it. Uh, you know, I no. wish I could give it to someone else. And right. um, like back when the Xbox was going to be the Xbox One, remember when it was going to be a digital console. Everyone's like, I want right. to be able to sell my games. I want to be able to get ripped off. They're like I'm like you. You really feel good about that two dollars you're gonna get back on this fifty dollar game, <clears throat> so right. you can own it. And Xbox was like, "Well, we'll allow you to transfer it to like two people. Like, we'll do family account sharing." Uh, 
like we could be in a digital age where where ga- the price of games actually came down because they don't have to yes. pay middlemen. Like, but we'll never get there as we're maintaining this like dual medium paradigm. And I know a lot of people like, I want to be able to sell my games. I get that. Sell them through eBay. Like, please, like, don't go to GameStop or something. Yeah, something anywhere. Offer up Facebook Marketplace. Everywhere is better than GameStop if you're going to sell your games. Just don't do that because fuck GameStop. Well, and what sucks is they dupe so many fucking kids when the mom takes them in there and the mom ain't invested. She don't know what the fuck. It's like. I've seen it happen so many goddamn times when I'm sitting there like, yeah, you know, this one's 15 cents. I'm like, 15 cents, motherfucker. It's on the shelf over there for $12. You know what I mean? Like, fucking asshole. But anyway, (laughs) uh, and I got Golf Story. I haven't tried it yet, but that was another Switch title I kept getting recommendations on. So I'll give that a whirl soon. Um, And then the last thing I got was the NES controllers for the Switch, which I fucking love them. Like, I mean, it's mostly... I do. I mean, it really feels like a Nintendo controller. Well, it is. It's just a wireless Nintendo controller. But for the online, the yeah, yeah. I'm only using it for. I they, I've heard that you could use it for other stuff. I've only used it for like just the games on there. You know, like I feel like uh, you know when I want to play like Zelda on the go or something. You know, because yeah. I work a lot and sometimes I have downtime, so it's fun. You know, it's not for everybody. I mean, I hear people like, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for controllers. Well, okay. Fair, but you're getting two controllers and um, go buy a brand new PlayStation controller and tell me how that works out. Yeah. So uh, I think the price was actually pretty fair. I mean, could it have been cheaper? Hell yeah, it could have been $40. I don't know. But I mean, I didn't feel offended by it. I just thought, you know what? I don't care. It's I like it. We're collectors. We buy shit. Yeah, I know. I know why they're. I like it. Yeah. I know why they're Nintendo. I just wish they were Super Nintendo controllers because I find those more comfortable. Uh, I think that's coming. Yeah, I'm ready for I, that. Like that will that's, that's what I'm ready for on the console, though. I think I think that's coming that because uh, they they found programming or something uh, code that's yeah. talking about Super Nintendo games, and they're not going to miss that opportunity. If there's one thing that the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic has shown us. I think that was their beta testing to see how people would do, and they're just going to continue on that. Yeah. You know, they're going to release the games. They're going to really push their online service, and they're going to sell shit like this, these little controllers, and I'm all for it. Like, I'll buy those Super Nintendo controllers, too. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for those. You can have my yeah. money on those. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> awesome. But anyway, that's it. That's all okay. we got. Listener questions. So uh, you can tweet at us, hashtag DD Answers, if you want to get our answer or your question answered on the next episode, or uh, ask us in the Cartridge Club forums or the Dollar Dorks podcast section or the YouTube comments if you're watching this on YouTube. So our first question is from Sean at Cartridge Bros. Uh, he says, uh, How do you deal with the stress and anxiety of uh, creating, created by trying to find the right price and the right shipping options and all other decisions required when it comes to selling online. So he just recently tried to sell on, uh, on eBay for the first time in a while, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, for a newcomer, it can be a little overwhelming. I can understand that. I think, uh, cloning ads helps looking at kind of what's out there, you know, like cloning an ad will really help you. So you don't have to put in a lot of that crap to get started. Uh, make sure, try to use one that looks like a decent seller i wouldn't clone somebody with like five stars after their name (laughs) you know what i mean like try to clone a good ad so that'll help you um definitely 
like you said earlier, use a very good description. But um, as far as the anxiety of trying to find the right price, I mean, the prices are already there for you. It's not that hard. Click on the little tab that says completed sales and sold. Not just completed, but sold. Click on the one that says sold and you will get a good idea of what that eBay market is. Yeah, and, and, and look, I, I, look to I, I, see where your condition lies too, because people will just like look at the top and they're like, "Mine's at the top." And you're like, uh, "Most shit lies right. in the middle, man." So like, Absolutely. find that medium no, price, no, and no also doubt. like, and how quickly do you want to sell it? Like, look right. at the yeah. number. Look at the number sold. Like people always, I, I get really, really shitty when people are like, "Well, you know, this one sold for five dollars." I'm like, "Well, there's four hundred of them listed right now. Two have right. sold for five dollars in the last six months." You want $5? I'll give you $2 for this game. Like, what? it's not worth $5. Also, that one, like, if you know someone had free shipping, so that game (laughs) did not cut, like, there. So when you're looking at that stuff, this is just, like, little nuances that will help you be a better seller and be more, like, have your item more likely to be sold uh, than the next guy. And and the sold listings are only going to show you the listings in the last 90 days as well. So right. that's something to keep in mind. So if you see like five, that doesn't mean five in all time. No, that's no but I mean, it's a good, all I meant is like, it's a good jumping off point. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah also for sure. Wanna, like, yeah. You also want to cross-reference actually what's, because the <laughs> what's market is available like, too. Absolutely. Yeah. If you look and there's none available, you could push the market. If Yeah, um, for sure. Oh, it doesn't help the buyer, obviously that, but I'm giving him a seller's perspective here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could push. You can push the market in certain circumstances, but it also goes the other way. If you look in the market saturated, and especially with somebody with a very low seller rating, then that's the time where you're going to have to either match the bottom price or try to beat it. And you don't have to beat yeah. it by a lot, but you can do it that way. So, but, you know, with the shipping, um, you know, he's in Canada, so it's a different animal up there. So that that's would hard. probably be better for you, Derek, to kind of go on to the shipping angle. Uh, on the American side, I say... If, uh, you know, free shipping, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's just a scam. Like, I mean, not a scam, but it's just like, uh, you know, nine ninety five. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a strategy. The thing is, is if the total value is $30, the total value is $30. So if it's $30 free shipping or if it's, you know, 25 plus five shipping, it doesn't make a difference. It just makes a difference in regards to uh, how you're presenting it. So if you want to go the free shipping strategy, that's fine because some people will use a filter to only show free shipping and that's fine too. Um, But make sure, even if it's in free shipping, now don't fuck yourself. Make sure when you put it in free shipping, um, if you don't want to ship it priority, make sure you don't check priority because sometimes people forget that. And now even though it's free shipping, you've advertised it as a priority mail. So that can hurt your seller performance and it can give them a reason to bitch at you and you don't want to deal with unhappy customers so um also if you're really trying to cut the corners sip it media mail you know if the consumer knows they're buying it media mail then they're buying it media now if it's an expensive product you don't want to ship it media mail because now you first off you don't get the insurance that comes with priority mail and um, the tracking well i guess they do the tracking now they used to not do the tracking they used to not do tracking they did but now they do so that's kind of a wash but if you ship it out fast, if your handling time is quick, okay, mine is same day handling time normally. It doesn't have to be, but same day also means 24 hours. So if someone buys it at two o'clock today, I'll try to ship it out before two o'clock tomorrow. So that's still same day. Um, if you ship it out fast, it, that cuts down on some of that. If you wait four days to ship your product and then ship it slow mail on top of it, 
yeah, you're probably going to have a dissatisfied customer, even though you're not doing anything wrong. But happy customers are really what you want. You're looking for repeat business. So, Sean, don't stress, buddy. There's a lot of information out there. It's not that hard. Um, obviously, shipping on your end is going to be different. And Derek, you can tell him about the you ship it letter mail over there. Is that how you do? Yeah. To so try to. It, it all depends on what it is. But I mean, most of the stuff I sell is usually disc based games and cases. So I usually end up sending that. Don't hate me. Bubble mailer. Because in Canada, you don't, if it's you don't fine. ship. Because it's a yeah. CD. Base, ship a cardboard right? box and a <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. If you don't ship CD, uh, or sorry, if you don't ship here, bubble Triple mailer, it's not going to go letter mail, which which triples or quadruples the price for shipping here, just because it's a big difference between letter mail and a package. Um, right. So that's for me. But in his case, this was specifically uh, PS1 games, which the cases are pretty prone to cracking. So I would not recommend doing letter mail, and I would not recommend doing bubble mailer. Um, I'd recommend doing it as a box, and that was also that also happened to be a double disc case. So that's even worse. You're not going to fit it through letter mail. It does not fit through the the envelope yeah, pipe. People, so. people don't know and that don't... there's a certain like that there's a width you have to make. The minute you go over that width, uh, you you reach into a different mail class. Yeah. Especially um, in also, Sean. I mean, I'm sure I already saw his post on Facebook, but definitely try to work that marketplace. Um, I mean, I don't know how if it's thriving in Canada, but man, it's you know you got Kijiji, you got the marketplace. You, you know, I don't know if you got let go and offer up, but I mean, use all those free options for you over there and try to do local deals to cut down on because your guys' shipping rate sucks. Oh, um, it's awful right now. And that and, and the thing is, is that's taking some of your guys' profit, because like I said, if it's a $30 total, it's still a $30 total. That's yeah, all it yeah. is to it. Like if the game's worth $30 with the shipping and the more you pay for shipping, the less you're going to make. So, yeah, try I to got find the cheapest options as you can. I got some stuff to chime in about the Canada stuff too. Um, just because I'm buying all these Harry Potter games right now, yep. and I'm looking for Canadian ESRBs on these, um, which is a variant that uh, no one gives a shit about but me. But uh, <laughs> when when you realize, like, I'm looking at these, and all of a sudden, like eBay, if you just if you do the very bare minimum, eBay will price out your stuff for you and tell you what the shipping is. So be careful. So like, if you know it can go letter mail, like a like a an Xbox One case can go letter mail. I think an Xbox case can too, right? I don't think yep. it breaches yep. that thickness. So watch and out. And a padded envelope even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch out on that because if you don't click the right shipping, all of a sudden it'll say $17. And, and for me from the US, if I'm looking at something from Canada, if it's a, like most of the time I'm just out on the shipping, I have to like message sellers and be like, hey, look, I, I know you click this. I don't care if you ship it in an envelope on PlayStation 1 games too. Like, please send this to me. I don't care if it's in a bubble mailer. I don't care if that, that case shatters. I've got, I'll go to the Goodwill and I'll buy a, right. a CD for 25 cents and replace this case. It's not double disc is a little, that's a little bit sketchier uh, on the yeah. thick ones. Because uh, one, the the thickness won't go through the thing, but also yep. those cases are harder to replace. But um, like on a basic game, if it's not like, especially if it's not something I'm super worried about being damaged, do that. But yeah, you got to watch that. Um, watch what eBay's pre- like they're easy prompts that get you through listing your item fast that that will that could affect your ability to sell stuff to people in the states because yeah. they'll like that shipping price like seriously i see xbox one games and it's like you know 16 dollars canadian which is still 12 or whatever in the u.s i'm just like i'm not paying 12 dollars shipping for an xbox game it's just not happening yeah so that letter yeah. mail thing is going to be more to ship to the states because it'll be like if i sent a letter to you in the mail like just a just a 
you know, a Christmas card. It would cost more to ship to you than to here, right? I have to put basically two stamps on it or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah. Um, so it would cost more, but it's still not as much as shipping a package. Yeah. And then uh, for some of the other stuff, uh, I'm, I'm going to fight Chris a little bit. Uh, careful on the media mail. Because even if you put media mail on that, do you know who's responsible for the, buyer? For the package? Yeah, the, uh, no, no, yeah. the seller. The seller is responsible. So well, even if you know, like, no, uh, you're right. eBay, eBay will side, like, because I've gotten stuff that one, always okay. say if you're going to ship media mail, two, it's you technically are not allowed to ship video games media mail. They are not media. Computer software, and no. this is a computer. Yeah, P no, they don't like. Well, I, I worked in the shipping I station. I, I know you can I do it. You, you. Can, you can make the argument. I'm just telling you, like, especially on Nintendo games, they'll be like, that's not a computer. Like you can say, like, it's a little easier on the CD, but they can reject a package. I've had I've had the mailman come up to me and be like, you owe $6. And I'm like, really, I owe $6? And then have to go to eBay. And they're like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, here's a picture of the package. And it, it looks sketchy as shit, too, because they're just like, they're like 604 owed. And, you know, you have to pay your mailman at the door sometimes. This now, is a thing now, that happens. That, I, I hear you. And I know, I think it's more of an L.A. thing where they're way stricter there. Because I have another L.A. friend who bought a VHS tape, which is also supposed to fall under media mail. And they were demanding $20 for him at the door or something like that. Yeah. And he videoed it. So I, I'm not saying it's always going to work. Oh, yeah. I'm saying no, no. I'm undefeated. So okay. I'm good. I know that okay. I've never had a problem. I've never had a problem receiving it. I've never had a problem shipping it. I'm not saying you can never have a problem. I am saying there's an argument to be made that a console is a computer. Oh, and I, I, I think it's software, all media. Absolutely. Computer software is that. And I've, I've gone through and read their policies. And it's saying computer software. There is no difference between... I mean, furthermore, the fucking com and Famicom means computer. So it's, it's an argument. It's software. I'm not selling sure. the plastic. I'm selling you the software. And that would be my argument. But when you're in an issue where they're getting charged, I don't know. There might be a problem. I'm not saying right. there's never going to be a problem. I'm yeah, saying eh, I'm saying when you're selling a cheap game, uh, you're trying to sell a $10 game, and the uh, shipping's going to cost you $3 now because the shipping rates went up, and it's a ship of first class, and you're going to pay a dollar sixty in fees. You're not making a lot of money, so I try to get it out as cheap as I can, and um, I'd roll the dice, but I know in Canada, they don't have a media mail yeah, option, so it doesn't even matter. So if, I, if I ship a, a Vita game, just a loose Vita game in an envelope, that's 205 is the minimum that can pay for anything. Yeah, that sucks. So um, the other thing I'm going to fight you, not fight you on, but just like kind of rebut, is the, no, uh, is the free shipping thing. So I, I think it's a, as a buyer... I love free shipping. Here's why. Because if something goes wrong, the shipping is no longer cutting out the value of my game. As you said, $30 is $30. If the total is $30, like I'm looking to pay $30. Right. Now this game, now now my refund, I don't have to fight you on that. My refund comes yeah. back. If something is damaged, the game is valued at $30. That's something I, I don't have to worry about Twitter the other day. Yeah, As I don't a seller, have to worry I don't about like this. doing free shipping because of that reason. Yeah. A return that includes the shipping means it, eat, it would eat Sorry, a return that doesn't include the shipping would eat into your profits more. Yeah, if well, they, if can, they did like, a return where it didn't, they did, you didn't have to refund shipping, which yeah. happens. No, you, sometimes. You're refunding the it doesn't. No, you're refunding the whole amount no matter what. 
No, sometimes like if it's the sellers, if if it's the buyer Buyers. who says like, oh, like there's nothing wrong with it. They just like if they like a change of heart or whatever. eBay can. Oh, but see, I don't. I, but no, but okay, yeah. but see, I don't offer returns though. You have does, the only way you're going to get matter. a return on. I don't offer buyers returns. Buyers remorse. But eBay, uh, yeah, well, like PayPal. But eBay, like stop. yeah, yeah, eBay protection doesn't matter eBay they can if they want to seller protection and you get you next time you have a problem with that johnny <laughs> call me and i will fucking get on the phone with you and i will get that shit squad oh i i've i've never had an issue but just because I, I, nope, nope, that's bullshit anybody now yeah. that's he that's your vic not you but that's the victim mentality yeah. don't take that shit for an answer when someone tries to tell me there's something wrong prove it motherfucker let's go to war because i know my shit's good when i ship it out and if yeah, you're telling yeah, but... me there's something wrong Let's figure it out. But if you're just saying, oh, I clicked the wrong thing, that's on you. That's buyer's remorse. Nope. Oh. That doesn't cover. Sure. Uh, but like if the person's already being shitty, the point is when they go talk to uh, when they talk to that eBay rep, which sometimes they can cut you out of completely. They're like, they shipped me a broken thing. Like, it doesn't matter if it was their buy. They just said it was broken. He sent he knew it was broken. They said, and then it's just my word against your word. And yeah, eBay they, is that... always prone to like uh, as a seller on eBay, you okay. get like you can get and on Amazon too. Like on both of those platforms Amazon as a seller, is. you can be, uh, you can be hosed pretty easily. I mean, you can fight, but then, yeah. then we'll, look, th now you're fighting takes your about time like a five or 10, $10. Yeah. So if you spend three hours fighting, if you spend no. three hours hunting, you would do better than just refunding yeah. that game. And, and, and I will challenge you on that because yeah. I, every time I've had this situation, I'm usually off the phone in less than 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, I have I, never spent three hours ever with eBay. I call them up. I know what I'm going to say uh, before I call them up. I have my argument already ready to go. And I, and the other thing I do is I communicate with the buyer ahead of time. Well, so that, I already on, let them. Some, some don't. I know. Well, but these are my <laughs> tips. This yeah, is the tips I would give. Um, get Entrap them. And I don't mean do something dishonest. Um if you know, let's say, for instance, Johnny, I had a, a guy the other day claiming that I forgot the last return request, but I'll just go with the last video game request. He said the game wasn't working. And okay. I was like, OK. Um, and I know it worked because there, not only did I know it worked because I tested it. There's a picture in my damn ad of me playing it because I, you know, I take the time and I'm like, OK, so what's wrong with it? Oh, I put it in. It doesn't work. OK. Um, uh, did you like did you try cleaning your system? Because that's usually an easy bait. Yeah, yes, I sure. cleaned system i cleaned the game oh, okay that's cool man i'm it seems like you had a cutter what did you how did you clean it and they're like i put alcohol and blah 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 blah. okay you're done it's over you cannot put alcohol on games because now you've altered the item so i'll shut down they've said it in an email call ebay hi this and, and i'll even tell them go ahead and put in the return request and okay boom return request now i call ebay i can't accept this return request because of this they read the email. You're right. We're going to close this case in your favor, and it's over, and I'm off the phone in less than 10 minutes. Okay. So um, on my side, one, I'm, I'm never trying to screw anyone over on eBay. If, no, if something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no. That's, no. So that's like, when it, screw me over, and yeah, I'm yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that. So what I'm saying is if I'm the one making the return request, it's like a legit return request. It doesn't matter if you put no returns. It's like you ship that shit in a bubble mailer, and it right. came crushed. Listen, I don't give a fuck if you put no returns on it. Why right. didn't you ship me this? I, I bought it in this condition. What you shipped me was not this condition. I don't give a shit about your return policy anymore. Like we can either work something out where if I'm willing to take this condition downgrade, because condition matters. That's what people always say. Absolutely. Oh, they're like, oh no, like just return it. And you're like, 
no, that's not how this works. Like, if you want me right. just to return it, I'll take it. But my time is worth money. So that's like, I'm not going to. But if I have to, like, usually I do like the courtesy, like, engage the buyer, like, hey, man, uh, like those email things, those take time. They, they just, like, even if it's sure. not three hours, if it's, if I had to spend 45 minutes of my time, it's like, I get the eBay thing, like, an eBay representative will call you back in like 35 minutes. I may not have to be on the phone, but now I'm like kind of tied down for 35 minutes while I wait to, re to resolve this yeah. issue. Right? So, and I'm just not, I'm not interested in that. Um, well, what you're talking about though is now, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a seller who actually does everything properly. Oh, I yeah, would yeah, never, yeah, yeah. I would never, me personally, I would never send a cardboard in a bubble mailer. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll sure. send plastic games in bubble mailers sure. because that's fine. I think that's an acceptable form. And if it gets damaged in, and I have given refunds, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't try to burn people. I'm just, I'm really going into the whole, what we were initially kind of talking about is like some sort of buyer's remorse or dishonest oh, buyer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, mm -hmm. that I would shut down. But if you, but where you are right, um, as far as refunding the whole price, if it is free shipping uh, versus whether they paid shipping or not, if you refund them, you're going to refund whatever they paid. That's, there's not going to be any difference. So I yeah, don't Yeah, well, I mean, maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying, but I no, mean, if you like, they paid thirty dollars. You're gonna refund thirty dollars. You can like you you've seen the re refund request come through. Like sometimes we'll ask for a refund request with the shipping or without the shipping. If they're shipping it back, if if it's like a five dollar item, and I've sold stuff and it broke, like legit just broke, yeah. like on me. Maybe I could have done a better job, or maybe it was just it. kind yeah. of yeah. I'm like, here's five bucks. Keep it. Don't like. Let's not waste both right. of our time. Um, right. I'm just saying. As someone who like, and this is strictly from the buyer side, as protection yeah. for myself, if I if it's two items that are exactly the same price, uh, but one is shipping outside, like five shipping versus free shipping, so that thirty dollars, and one of them's got five dollars extracted, I'll pay the one with no shipping. Also, I get better eBay bucks on that because the shipping is not on in your eBay oh, box. I so. didn't know that. Yeah, that's see, that that's a good that's a good angle coupons for too. the buyer. Coupons yeah. for the buyer, right? right? Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Coupons yeah. too. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm coming at this. I, I'm, you know, no, no, I sell loosely. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. My, my information comes mainly as, as a buyer rather than as a seller. But I buy you know, a lot on the, eBay. I have to fight a lot. Well, well I'll give you another mm -hmm. angle on a, on a, as a seller point of view, um, where I found, and this is from my own little research. Um, when I sell something that's going to be an oddball number, like, you know, with the shipping, if it's going to be like 3267, right? Yeah. Um, if you list it as 3267, that's just an ugly number. Nobody wants to buy a game for 3267, oh. but they might buy a game that's 2999 plus shipping, which comes out to 3267 sure. or whatever, or 68 yeah, or whatever. That, that's that's the they, mental game. And, and that's what that's where I go, where I'll flip back and forth between whether I'm using shipping or free shipping. A lot of times with media, video games, I, I'm usually just free shipping across the board, but when it's, I can tell. You know what? I can squeeze another three dollars out of this, or another whatever. Then I'll do that. But it's it's just really about manipulating numbers. And I've noticed because some people will be like, "Fuck that! I only want free shipping." And then other people will be like, "Well, of course you pay shipping." I mean, yeah, it's really just sure. a mentality. It just depends. Especially I notice when I'm selling things to older people. Um, like if I'm going to send ship out something that I know is like my demo is probably like 40 to 60 or whatever, you know, like that, that age group, not to say they're old, but you know what I'm saying? Older. Yeah. Let's say you're sewing scissors. 
Regular right. sewing scissors. Sewing scissors. I don't think a grandma is going to expect free shipping. She'll just, whatever the price is, she's just going to pay it. Whereas if I'm selling, you know, uh, fucking the new the new Fortnite or whatever, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah, not that you can sell that, but you know the, what I'm saying. The so Amazon the, Prime generation. Like people who right, have. If I'm them. selling it to them, they're going to be like, nah, fuck that. I want fucking two day shipping or same day shipping. I want, yeah. you know, free shipping. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It's just knowing your market, but um, in Canada, their shipping is a completely different yeah. thing. I, I'm not even going to claim to know anything about buying or selling from Canada. I bought a couple items from Canada, and I was just happy with the total price, and I said, fuck it, this price is fine, and I just paid it. Yeah, you know? and that's what I was saying about the shipping, is sometimes people just, they don't know that the prompts will get them into like a higher shipping class than they even intend to ship, right? Just because the eBay prompts. So you have to like sometimes tell them like, I want to buy your thing. I desperately want to give you money for this, but work with me on the shipping. If you do this and you do this, then uh, you and I can come to uh, come to an agreement. Um, yeah. yeah also, my sh- books, when I buy those, I'm, I always usually will uh, hit the, because sometimes they'll have it like priority mail and shit. Yeah. And I just mail I am, oh, no, no, no. Sell that media mail. I don't mind. It's like three bucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll still pay you your $20 for the book or whatever, but put it media yeah. mail. I don't mind waiting because that falls under media mail. Don't let oh, them tell sure. you don't. Yeah. It's no, an instruction manual. Totally. Yeah. Um, like that. Yeah. But like on um, box Super Nintendo games and things like that, when I sell those, like to just and we're talking about stress how to make it easier like one figure out what the prices with shipping like you were saying i always just do free shipping and i always just do priority and i that way i always have a box that -hmm. way i'm not trying to find a box the game fits easily in the box like even if you don't have that much padding like if you just put a paper towel on the top and bottom and kind of like your thing is probably gonna arrive like do i want it to come like that i prefer a little bubble or something on top but whatever like if it comes in pretty good condition i'm not going to beat you up or if you even better yet if you have a box protector drop that in and then drop it into uh, a priority box done and and that someone like me who buys a lot if i see that you're shipping in priority mail i know you're probably shipping in a box that makes it more likely for me to pay Mm -hmm. you because i'm like oh whatever i'm paying for a little bit faster shipping and uh as as a seller you also get a little more wiggle room let's say you didn't make it to the post office that day you're still yeah. shipping a priority. It's probably going to be pretty quick, and they're probably not going to to say anything. You're not going to take a hit on your your star rating on shipping. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that as far as like reducing stress, that's how I do it because I don't have time for that. Like here, I'm putting in this priority mailbox, uh, and I, like all the way up through like medium or large, whatever that is. If it fit, I'm only selling it if it fits in those boxes. I'm not scouting my own boxes. I'm not trying to weigh things and figure it out. Yeah. It's already no, preset. I'm like, boom, done, easy. You know what? And I tell you what, I love medium flat rate boxes because especially now that they've changed the weight restrictions where yeah. it's it's really penalizing you more for the heavier it is. Um, those, If you could fit in a medium flat rate, man, you're, oh man, I love cool. it. I'll, yep. Yeah, because I mean, it'll be it'll go for like twenty dollars to twelve. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's like it's an eleven dollar, eleven forty seven or whatever it is. Or I think it went up to twelve, but yeah. And yeah, also, if you're shipping, it was, it was a little less, but I think it's gone up to. I think it, I just hit one out the other day. It was like twelve four or some bullshit with the eBay discount. Yeah, that's the other thing. Use the eBay discount. Don't mm-hmm. like be like I'm just gonna go to the post office and no, print your label out that. eBay. You you save like ten percent on your shipping doing that. And I tell people it's like you know well, I don't have a printer. Go to Walmart and buy a fucking thirty dollar printer. A lot of times you'll catch them on bundles and they'll come with paper even. 
Yeah. And granted, the the first ink is usually not the maximum ink you get when you go back and have to buy new ink, but it will pay for itself. Yeah. If you're, as, I mean, unless you're planning on, look, this is a one-time thing. Well, then it ain't gonna pay yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. if it, if you're planning on consistently selling, you know, maybe not every day or something, but you know, a couple items a month, two or three items a month, it'll pay for itself. Yeah. Back in the day when I was like hitting that harder, when I I was working less and like had to run, you know, more side sales, I had it down to like the dual the sheet with the dual label so it had two labels so i was printing it on a stickable label uh, so it's like on that media flat rate and gone i didn't have to think about anything it was like stickers no tape just out the door yeah those dyno printers are really nice they um you know it costs a little more but those those are really nice because they a lot of them have those sticker labels you put them on yeah well i mean you you can you can just get you can get the just packs of uh that will go through your regular printer and just like too so if you don't have that i'm like i just you buy one of those packs and like if you're gonna do it like in with any kind of consistency just having that again it's about reducing stress and like going into easy mode that's that's not the way to maximize your profit right that, no, we're not talking no, about but, it's but, a, but it is the way to time, minimize your stress right minimize and also stress. your and your time i mean yeah. i spent a lot of time cutting that paper to fold that <laughs> that fucking yeah. label and putting a little piece of tape i mean it only usually a couple of minutes but i mean if i added it all up at yeah, some point over, yeah over time yeah so anyways the, the, those were my fights and my my counter tips so. no that's good <laughs> hey, great all right so our next question no I, well it's it's different in canada i don't use the print the pre-made labels but bill does i don't know how it works for him for sure but we're not going to dive into it because uh, most of our people aren't canadian sellers i'm pretty sure anyway uh so scott vg at vg collectaholics has three questions um what set uh, took you the longest to go from um, damn near complete to complete. I think that probably applies mostly to uh, to Johnny to Johnny here. Uh, uh, yeah, man. He adds himself. He says, um, "Yeah, and what 3DO. game was it stood in your way? 3DO is what took it for the long the longest for him. Missing two titles for about four years. Woody Woodpecker Volume Two and Dino Park Tycoon uh, before he finally got them." On the uh, same for, day from the same guy. Yeah. Um, well, that's how 3DO works. Well, one guy gets out, one guy gets in. Uh, you just, <laughs> yeah. You're just replacing uh, <laughs> that guy. Um, Sounds like a curse. It is kind of. If you're collecting yeah. 3DO and VG Collect all, he's a good he's a good dude. But that, that's a mistake. Him and Archon, <laughs> both of them. I just kid. They like whatever. You like 3DO, you like 3DO, and you do what you do. You. Um, Probably Sega Saturn for me, because that was really the first set I said, hey, I think I'm going to do a set, you know, so I wasn't, there wasn't anything that was a title in my way, necessarily. You could say Netlink uh, edition of Daytona was like a little bit of a thing, but um, because I wasn't like, I I wasn't geared up. I didn't have a system to do it yet. I was just kind of like picking up games and I was still new to collecting. I was just like, "Ah, I think I'll complete this set because I... I think I have so many of them already and they didn't make that many. Um, so it just took years, like probably seven years or whatever. I was, cause I was just like plugging away at it slowly, but I bought like a large bundle. So his, his condition there is like damn near complete. So I was like pretty well on my way, like right out of the gate. And then just took me some time. Just I also wasn't going hard at it. I was enjoying the process. So it wasn't that there was a barrier or anything. It was just that I was, I was just doing it like kind of locally and slowly. Was there a set that you felt like that on where you like took a long time to get the last two or three? 
Um, it feels that way for TurboGrafx CD right now. Uh, that <laughs> might magic. Uh, that's I, now I need one more, one more game. And it's not that it's not on eBay. It's just that I won't pay the eBay price because it's above even what market price is. Mm. Uh, people have priced insane. So I feel like uh, I've been staring at it for a year now, waiting for this game to like pop up. And one popped up, and I just didn't have the extra like seven hundred dollars on me right then. And by the time I like, and it, like, this was a quick turnaround, like a day later and then it was gone. So yeah, now like sucks. market price on it is, um, the game is terraforming. People have it listed at like $2,000, which is stupid. Um, or $2,600. You're not getting $2,600. If, if we get to that world, that's insane. And I'm just not going to play. Uh, so count me out on that game if that's where we get to on it. Hmm. But, um, like a market price is probably around 900 to a $1,000 right now. And like, I would just pay that right now. I, I, would pay someone I would pay you like nine fifty I think is about market. So I would pay you a thousand or one thousand five hundred if I could just stop looking at it. Because now it's like <laughs> now it's eating at my yeah. time. And yeah, I'm yeah. just like my time I, how much time have like, you lost? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm starting to do math. I'm like, well, I could have been doing anything else with my <laughs> that rather than checking this search again. My favorite thing to do is to delete a save search on eBay. Like nice. see I you later, asshole. That. I do yeah. Never doing you again. Bye. Yeah. That is very satisfying. Do you, do you yeah. use Stuff Alert, by the way? I don't know what Stuff Alert is. It's an eBay notifications thing, a watch list that emails you when new ads go up. I actually think it might have been VG Collectaholic who told me about it. Uh, I use like their sure. Save Search notification. That, it's that, that too, but it's hey, not that. It's not always stuff, accurate. Stuff Alert's though. much more powerful. You okay, just try it out uh, if you have time sometime. Oh, when I have time, you mean after I go. So make my wife talking. dinner after this yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's I don't want to do it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's leaving. Excuse me, to Chris, and he's just yeah. losing interest in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, right, guys, I agree. Another okay, question, uh, basically for Johnny, uh, as a new parent, congratulations. By the way, he says, uh, do you plan to totter toddler proof your collection? Um, well, I I have an office for it, so. Yeah, it's all in the office, and that door locks. Shut the door. Yeah, yeah shut, shut the door. Um, I will probably upgrade the lock so it's a key lock, so when I'm not home, they can't wander yeah. in there. Um, the rest of the house, because we have like uh, like collectible statues, because we're dummies and stuff like that. We live in California. We <laughs> like porcelain things. Um, we already bought like cases, uh, like from IKEA, like best of stuff with uh, like glass doors. So my hot tip on that is is don't put the stupid handles on. Like there, there's not a hole there. Like oh, yeah, this man. best of stuff. Like I use pressure sensitive handles. Like I have a rack of three, right? And it's like a glass door, glass door, glass door. The only way you can open it is if you push the top corner, which is at like the seven foot mark, the top upright can corner to open the top one, and then the rest you can pull open from that. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I've I've done some things. So uh, to toddler proof my house, that wasn't for my baby. That was because our friends all had a bunch of kids, and I was like, okay. well, uh, and we watched them, and we, we you know we, we don't want to have a problem with having kids over. We want to encourage our friends' kids to come over, and we want to let them see things, but like we'd rather you look with your eyes, not your hands. Uh, just, so. Just like you know, from experience, around two years old is when they start opening doors more themselves or reaching and turning the handle. Just just yeah. before two years. Yeah, so that's that's why all these things don't have handles on them. It's just like pressure sensitive, way taller than you are. And now I've I've got it like pretty well tested for kids who come over as guests. Uh, no incidents on several occurrences now. <laughs> but uh, I'm afraid, you know, 
my baby, as he lives here, will figure shit out. Yeah. Uh, and if he's anything like me, I was a climber as a kid. I would, like stack stuff on chairs and just be like, all right, I saw how that was done. I'm getting in there. Uh, yeah. That was how I was. So I'm afraid he might have inherited that. I, I hope he's I hope he's not like me. <laughs> I was all. a climber I and did. my son and my daughter are both climbers. So yeah. you're probably screwed. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question from Scott is, are you going to too many games? Is that in Arizona or what? Which one is no, that? No, that's uh, Philly. Philadelphia. Uh, that's Philly. Nope. Um, and what about you, Chris? I'd like to. I'd you like to. Uh, we're planning on doing. Yeah, I know they're doing the C three thing. I like to go hang out. Now there if too. nothing else, to see Duke. Yeah. 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 Not you. If you're going, I'll definitely. I, I, I was go. planning on going, but I don't think I'm going to. This year oh, is my okay. mine and my wife's. Yeah, now you might go. I might go. <laughs> This year is mine and my wife's 10 year anniversary, so we oh, might just oh. save the money. Thanks, well, save the money good. and go somewhere bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my wife and I went to Europe last year for our 10 year anniversary. So, oh. okay, yeah. yeah. My my wife's from Portugal. Well, her her family's from Portugal, so we we considered going there, or who knows, maybe somewhere tropical. We we did that for our for our honeymoon and our one year anniversary. So it'd be nice to do something like that again. But I also hate the sun, so. Yeah, me too. I only go to, I go to Orlando for theme parks, but that's about as much of the sun as you can drag me into. And I go in the it's winter. Too much sun for me. Uh, you go in the winter, and you know Florida is like only a balmy eighty degrees. Yeah, that's, that's too much sun for me. <laughs> All right. Um, next question uh, from Eric uh, at Tesseract Unfold on Twitter as well. Uh, how do you feel about uh, haggling prices at games used game stores? Um, uh, they they're more like sorry they're more likely to be flexible, but sometimes uh, I feel a little guilty talking down someone who could likely use every uh, sales dollar they can get. Do you ever do it? Uh, I do it, and I don't feel guilty. I mean, I think as long as you're doing it in a respectful way, if they can do it, they'll do it, and if they can't, they can't, and they know what their profit margin is. Yeah. And if I don't buy anything, that's not going to help their sales. So anything helps. Um, I guess the only thing would be if if there was any guilt involved, which I even wouldn't feel guilty about this. But if you're buying it just to flip it, I can understand maybe a little bit of guilt there. But I, yeah. if they're willing to take the price I offer, I think that's fair. I just, you know, just keep in mind that uh, they're trying to run a business. And if. They don't make any sales. They're not going to be open. So something's better than nothing, you know. Yeah, but and don't be. And if they say no, then that's fine that's too. True. Like yeah, yeah. if they, um, no, I don't have any problem with it. Um, you know, it, it also depends too. Like what, like I'm. Depends what our relationship is too. Like, cause I go, I have friends who have stores, and I, you know, I tell them like, hey, I'm, I'm, a, well, I'm approaching you. Like, we're not friends yeah. right now. This is me just right. trying to conduct business, and you should, you should enact the same policy yeah. on me right now. You're just trying to handle. It. Like, if I offer you and you say no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold it against you when we're, when we're done talking uh, here. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're trying to conduct business. I'm trying to conduct business. And if the answer is no and we can't meet, that's fine. Um, but like you said, if you're trying to flip it, that's a that's a little like, I, don't do that to your friends. Like if your yeah. friend had something drastically underpriced, don't yeah. don't do that. To, like if it's your buddy's store or something, don't do that to them. That that's yeah, I can but tell like, I, from what I know of Eric, he, he wouldn't, that wouldn't be his uh, 
his. No, I, I was just trying to give a broader. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I for mean, sure. That's, for another point of view, I agree. And you see a, yeah, if you see an item and you're like, you know, if I can get it for this, I can make this, and you offer and they take it. I don't see a problem with that. I can understand why there might be some guilt there, but I wouldn't because if they didn't weren't willing to take it, they wouldn't take it. But if you're exploiting a friendship, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Well, you know, and also friend, help your friend. And yeah. if you are if you are gonna flip it, and it's already at a good price, like then then just take the deal. Just take like and then like like Chris has said, then maybe work on something else. Like I'll take this at full price, and like can you do something else? I'm I'm getting these. And also like when you are in stores like that, part of that haggling process, if they know, especially if you're buying a bunch of stuff, then you create. A, that's how I became friends with some people who had stores. Like then you create a relationship, right? Yep. And then a, then it's not like. Like you can't expect serious bro pricing because they, again, they're trying to make a dollar too. But yep. you can form a relationship that's good for both of you. I got this at yep. a pretty good price, uh, better than eBay, or um, it's hard to find. And I was told first it was there, so I was willing to pay market value. Like those kind of relationships work out. So um, haggle, yes, but also like relationship building is better than getting a dollar off a game. Yep. So. Well, I think, uh, like Steve, you know Steve from yeah, Lost Levels. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think that's probably one of the things that comes to mind when he sees me. He knows I'm going to try to haggle with him, and he enjoys it. And But he's also straight with me when he's like, I put this price at a really good price, and that's that. And I respect that, too. I respect his straightforwardness, and I think it's good. And he turned the tables on me because he came to a little swap meet that we were at, and then he haggled me. So yeah. it kind of went the other way. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I cool, mean, you know, so and some store like you can also gauge by the store. Like we have Game Dude down here. Yeah. There's no haggling when you walk into Game Dude. Yeah, that doesn't uh, feel like a haggle. It, it, that's yeah. that's just not a place. Like some places, like GameStop, they have used stuff. Some places, you know, you can't haggle. Other places, like you walk in, you know what the environment is, and you know, I'm not going to say that everyone prices their stuff for the haggle but they know it's part of the deal right they yep. know i work in this industry this is going to happen a little yep. bit and yeah. they and whatever their stance is they might have a hard line i don't do it and like you can respect that but a lot of people are like steve they're just receptive to like okay we're going to talk about what this price is uh, yep. okay i can do this here i can do this here i can't do anything on this yeah. and uh i can only do these two if you take this one so what, what yeah. do you think of that? Like, okay, sure. Yeah, and, that I sounds mean, fair. One of the first times I met Steve, he uh, separated an Arkanoid controller from the bundle he had and gave me a great price on it. And I mean, I think he sold to me for like, I don't know, like 60 bucks, 55 bucks or something like that out the door. And I mean, it was one of the cleanest ones I've ever seen. And they're not easy to find and it works perfect. And he didn't have to do it. And I mean, that to me that like he paid the price of a mission my way because now yeah. mm -hmm. i'm more willing to buy from him you know what i mean because right. that kind of goes both ways sometimes as a seller if you know you're creating some repeat business you know oh, sometimes sure. it's hard to tell when it's your first time you've ever met a person but you you if you're in the business long enough you know who's coming back you know the collectors from the people who are just going to be a one-time sale. So there's you also can usually that. tell it by what they're buying. If you're buying an Arcanite yeah. controller and you want it to lose, right. then you probably already have it. And yeah, the type That's of right. But I also mentioned like, Hey, I know you from Instagram and I kind of made a connection that way too, but yep. Yeah. Well, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like relationship building is the best deal you can make with, with anybody. Like, so, so do that, that, that pays, that pays dividends all over the place. So like, People are like, oh, well, why, like, why'd you give such a good deal on that? I knew what I paid, and 
I'm also paying part of that relationship price. Like I want a relationship with these people. If I can get that, I know that like as long as they're not scumbags and like obviously I you fill that out, then like that's just gonna pay you so much more down the line. So like people don't like some people don't get it though. They just they won't they won't they're just they want a stonewall. They they think they're ballers and you're like, okay, well, good luck. I mean, I'll tell you, man, the mo I value the friendships and the connections that I've made, like the personal connections, way more than I do any game I've ever bought on Instagram or something like that. You know, it's, it's just more valuable to me because, I mean, at some point, all this stuff won't mean shit. And if I have some friendships that last from it, then it's way more valuable. Absolutely. So, you know, so. All right. Next, next question, which is, we've already talked about it. We don't need to dive into it much, but I have to read it because Travis. Uh, Travis yeah. at, at Travis <laughs> Plays Games said, someone please ask Johnny Ayuchi how much he loves bubble mailers. I love them so much. Um, no, I fucking hate a bubble mailer. It's the worst. It, it Like, are you an asshole? I, especially if I ask you not to send in a bubble. Like, this yeah. is, like, specifically for cardboard box games. I don't love it in plastic disc games but it's not as big a deal um because that's like replaceable but a cardboard box like once it's damaged it's, it's never coming back out of that yeah. condition like it's you you killed something you we had something beautiful and you ruined it and <laughs> uh and fuck you for being cheap and lazy like I, I i understand why people are fascinated that's again part of why i advocate for the priority mailboxes like that's the part that kills me the most a lot of times shit goes in a bubble mailer and they're like they just jammed it in a bubble mailer and they're paying the same amount that they could have put it in a box for, like for a priority mailbox. Just put it in a box. Put it in a box. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, another one, or one from Josh uh, at Creepleet. That's Creep1337. Uh, what collection advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Um, well, I'll say because i know where i am now i would have started with the rare games but that's it but, and you know where you the know, prices the, are now too right that's, right that's, that's what I but i know that. where but i know the stuff that i i know how i'm collecting now uh, then i didn't think i was going to collect that way i thought i was just buying the games that i wanted that i never had well i don't know if 10 years is accurate i think that's a little longer for me but let's just pretend that's when i started 10 years ago um, I would have started with the rare games, the harder to find stuff. If you're going to set collect, I think the ultimate thing would be don't set collect. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just don't collect for sets. Just don't yeah. do it. That, that's, that's excellent advice. Um, also, this is the advice I give everyone. Um, uh, I mean, I give my joke advice is always, what would you tell yourself? Start 10, like I would tell myself 10 years ago to start 10 years before that. Like always right. start before. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. uh, like the real advice is uh have a plan just know what you're like yeah you're you saying don't, this on one of your last podcasts. yeah you don't i mean this is i stress this like a lot so this is that repeat i, I do constantly just no, have fine. a goal this is a different podcast yeah yeah <laughs> have a goal have a plan which and what you want to do you don't need to buy every shitty thing you see like when you oh. first start collecting it's like a new relationship everything's amazing but yeah. that stack of shitty sports xbox games you paid ten dollars for it, that ten dollars is better spent somewhere else Save that money. Don't, you know, don't be a hoarder. No. Just well, and that's the thing. If you're not set collecting, don't buy garbage titles. Don't, yeah. don't buy shit you will never play because Please. that's going to be the shit that's taking up space. It's going to be the shit that you don't want. That's going to be the stuff you try to purge, which nobody's right. going to buy. 
You know what I mean? You're never going to get back that initial investment. Most likely you're going to overpay for it when you buy it. Don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Like I, I, Tyler, him saying how he sees Reddit posts where people are like, look at this fucking Madden 97 that I bought and all fucking pumped up and shit. And it's like, yeah, Yeah, and you overpaid for it and nobody gives a fuck and you're never going to play it. And it doesn't matter. The people, sometimes people get so excited. Well, sometimes people are so excited just to find something. And sometimes I have to reel myself back in because yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen in loose NES games in a long time. And I'm thinking, well, I feel like I almost have to rescue them just to buy them just to, so I can distribute them to somebody else. And I'm like, why am I going to do that fucking work for them? You know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't care if all you want is a dollar a piece. It's they're $3 games. I'm not going to give you that. I'll give you two bucks for all of them. I'll hit them with just the lowest low ball. And then if they'll take it, I'll take it. If not, I don't care. Keep them. Sell them to somebody else. But yeah, th- this is advice for ourselves 10 years ago. So that means <laughs> I've made this mistake. Yes. That's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Because, I, you know, thankfully, I've eBayed enough where I'm able. And, you know, and I'll take shit to swap meets and, you know, like uh, use game tradings and shit like that. And I'll be able to dump off some of this crap. But, um. Yeah, don't buy shit that you don't want. Just great advice you gave in your last podcast. Not the last one, but the one before that when you guys were talking about this. Um, you know, instead of buying $10, $10 shitty games, buy that $100 game that you actually really want. If you want Castlevania Symphony of the Night and you don't, you're like, oh, this game is $70, fucking $80, but yet you're buying $10 shitty dollar fucking games, don't buy it. Just wait and save your money. Or if you can't save your money, have someone hold it for you. Or I don't know. (laughs) Save the damn money and buy the game that you want. He had a second question, which was, what advice would you give a new new collector today? I think we kind of already answered that. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, same, same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Other than, well, still, I guess, start 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, start, <laughs> yeah. That part counts. Uh, too. Well, yeah, like, uh, don't. <laughs> Move on with your life. Invest it. Invest or it like in you said, just CDs. You know, collect the stuff you actually want, right? And you know, the thing it is, truthfully, like, even though I'm not an emulator guy and I don't really, you know, but if if you don't really have a physical or emotional, or if you don't have a, not physical, but if you don't have an emotional connection to physical items, then fucking get the emulator then. Play yeah, the or fucking NES Mini or whatever the hell else. NES right? Mini, whatever. It, it, that's just an emulator machine. Go on. There, there's easy YouTube videos that'll show you how to put every game on it. Just do it then. If you don't really care, if this stuff doesn't have an emotional connection to you, if you don't, if you're not a investment collector like looking to retire, and if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong because you there's better investments, but um, especially now. But if you're just don't do it. Just fucking emulate it if you don't really care because how many new collectors have you ever seen that they get into it and they're buying up a storm um you know even though he's my friend a donkey puncher i mean i remember watching him go from like 20 games to like 600 and something in like six months of nes games and then i watched him sell everything because oh i don't you know j-rock kind of did the (laughs) same thing he needed money, you know, or he, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Or so, saw how far away the end was and thought, okay, I'm not doing a full set anymore. And then start selling off the stuff he didn't care about. Madden. I, I've <laughs> seen so many. I could, I could list probably 50 collectors on Instagram and Twitter, maybe even a hundred that I've seen over the last, especially in 
2013 to 2014, I remember it was almost like losing a collector every month. Like, oh, he's selling all the shit. Yep. Bye. It's like real life kicks in. Yeah, and bye, Felicia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And hey, I'll buy it for half price. All right. Last question from at Canadian, or Canadian underscore retro. Uh, how do you value games that you're going to sell locally? Uh, market price or lower or buy how much? I think you kind of had a rule on this, didn't you, Chris? Like, okay. Um, what'd you say? How I sell a game locally? How do you, how do you price games for local sales? Uh, well, I mean, I think the fair thing is to, to initially knock off the 12 and a half, 13% eBay kind of fees. Um, if you're not shipping, you know, if it's to your benefit, um, also check your local market, man. I mean, if the local market is still selling it for that price and it's selling, then sell it for that price. If you're looking to cut someone a deal, then what's your investment to? I mean, there's a lot of variables. If you've yeah. or you invested a certain amount, obviously you need to make sure you make your money back. And if you're looking to make a profit, what is that? What's your goal? And if you yeah. don't mind make, taking less, if you, you know, like Johnny talking about just flipping stuff quicker and I'm all for turn and burn, you know what I mean? If you could flip it fast, especially if it's things that aren't super rare and expensive and if you can sell it quicker and you're hooking somebody up and building a new connection with somebody else, go ahead. But if you're selling it to just like an anonymous stranger, find out whatever the market is in your local market yeah. like kajiji or offer up or let go or craigslist or whatever and sell it there and find out what people are selling it for you know here's the other thing find out what the price is okay if the price is selling for 50 dollars, right and you put it up for 50 dollars, and a couple of weeks have gone by and it hasn't sold it's probably not going to sell so adjust your price i mean depending on when you how fast you want it going if yeah. you're patient and you're like well, okay i got a month to do this well then lower the price a little bit knowing him or, he's probably thinking He's probably thinking for Barry Game Exchange, so at a game swap, basically. I think what happens with him is he often goes to the game exchange, and then he has the resellers coming over to him and asking to buy at his prices because he's got things that they want to resell and mark up. Well, I mean, I don't know how he feels about that. If he doesn't mind seeing someone buy the game from him and go two tables over, he and usually sell just it for tells more. them no. He just tells them no well, and I mean, before the doors he, open. Uh, well, he'd rather uh, he'd rather an individual get a deal. Then the reseller pick it up and resell it at that same show, right? You know what? That's very uh, noble of him. But yeah. at the end of the day, if you're looking to get that kind of money out of it, then who? Then it's saving you time. Now you can go shop at the convention. I don't know. To me, it doesn't make a difference. I get the principle of it. But yeah. if you said, I want $40 for this item, and this guy's handing you $40, um, I don't know what's the difference. If you're trying to hook somebody up, then then that I get it. But I mean, what if that next person doesn't want to give you the forty dollars, and now this other guy doesn't want to give it to you now, and you just lost the sale? I don't yeah, know. they just sell it and take the emotion out of it. Don't be emotional about it, man. Like yep. to me, people get so emotional. They put their pride and ego and feelings in it. It's fucking business. I mean, I'm not trying to be like mafia hitman here, but it's just business you know yeah, like <laughs> I, at local stores i at local shows i try to 15 to 20 percent off market if i can afford that price because then that usually means my stuff is moving faster yeah that's you've always that comes back to your equity thing too yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah well chris you know i like tr i try to yes. give you even a better price but i've told you on i forget what it was i told you i'm like i can do it for this like I didn't think it was like a Mario. I gave you like a fair price on a Mario. I'm like, it's Mario at a convention. I can just move this for so much more. So if you want my fair price, it's like 
five dollars or whatever I told you for whatever it was. And yeah. I was like, I didn't care. I was just yeah. I was gonna buy it and you were gonna sell it and yeah. and we did it. I, yeah. There was no expectation. Matter of fact, yeah. that might have been the the first one I bought from you. We knew each other probably ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just mentioned Cat and John. And you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you were super busy and I felt like I was bothering you. And it's like, here's this oh, stupid man. Mario Kart <laughs> that I'm trying to buy off of them and but no, uh, yeah, no, who can't like, you know, I don't, I'm at those conventions, not just to make money. Like, I well, like no, to turn no, no, stuff know, over fast. It, yeah. I mean, you were I setting up, people, I, I that's you kind of yeah. early. Yeah. No, but that, that to me is fine. Like if I can, if I can give you a deal, if I can give a friend a deal, but that's yeah. cool. But, but for general populace, like 15, 20, I just want you off my table, especially cause my stuff is just stuff I'm bringing home. I'm, this is not my job. This, I don't even want it to be my side thing that I do. If I can <laughs> not sell games, then then great if i can afford to buy games and not sell games perfect because uh i mean as we've talked about i put a big stress on what my time is worth um because i got a lot of things i enjoy and a lot of people i enjoy and it's hard to make time for all of them so if i can just get shit off my table that's my goal just that means i'm making money right i'm not losing money that means that's money i'm making every every dime i take back from the from any of those conventions go it doesn't go anywhere else but back into the collection or into the podcast like i buy equipment sometimes i like i'm like oh i'll pay for your soundcloud since i made this i'll just toss it over here you know it 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 all goes back into video games and it stays within the community too so i just roll that money over like i would love to take the money i make at conventions and then instantly just walk around at the end of of sunday and give people money that i just made and then they can take my money home i didn't take any shit home except for the new stuff i bought and then i feel great that's actually what I've done at everything I've sold at. I yeah. every every single fucking dollar that I made, I just turned around and bought shit. So I just, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, one thing I said earlier about the emotion, though, if it does give you an emotional boost to help somebody, then go ahead. If yeah. it makes you better, go for it. I just meant like, don't get angry about it. You know no, what I mean? Like, no, no, don't. You happy, but it, don't let somebody else rolling it make you feel bad. If you don't care, don't get upset about it. But you know, if it makes you happy to wait and sell to that other person, then go ahead. But just keep in mind that person might come and try to haggle you down. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. might not pay that price. And that other guy would have. And now you're going back like, hey, do you still want it at that? Now he's got the leverage and he might try to exploit it. Yeah. yeah. If you come up to me and I'm okay selling it to you for $20, what do I, after I after I take your $20 bill, I don't care what happened to that thing. It's your thing. Go do whatever you want with it. Like, in, like you got 40 for it great i got the 20 i wanted so That's i feel fine yeah right. i got what i asked I think for the, so the, the only yeah, part is, they were also they were also haggling too i think a lot of the resellers will come over to you and do, do a bundle deal they'll buy like all your games at a price let's say five games five bucks each and they want to buy it for 15 dollars instead of 25 well, right say no then well then that's different if you're not willing to take it then say no yeah. i mean yeah, that's, but if you that's, get that's your price if you name a price that yeah like that's what you want like, oh man but they're going to sell it for more. You, you don't get like, you can't let FOMO rule you in those situations. You right. got, you know what you put into it. You know what you're getting out of it. So if you're okay with that price, once it's gone and, from your table, you just have to have no memory of it. It's just gone. And now the guy may be marking it up so much that it just sits on his table for the day. Yeah. And he needs to take it to the next five shows before he sells it yeah. for that price. Cool. Enjoy your luggage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next section is our suggested content. 
Um, this is where you suggest a podcast, movie, TV show, YouTube channel, video, or anything else you want the viewers to check out for whatever reason. Um, first thing that I have was actually referring back to when Johnny was talking about uh, false memory and eyewitness statements. Uh, so I actually have a video that I thought of while you were talking about it that I had watched years ago from um, Brian Brushwood, who's a, a magic performer. He had a talk on this called Scams, Sasquatch, and the Supernatural. And this is part five. It's a 10-minute video that explains how bad eyewitness testimony actually is. So if you ever need to explain it to someone again, Johnny, this video might be good for oh, you. Oh, excellent. So 10 minute yeah. video explains it perfectly <laughs> and it's actually fun to do. He's a great entertainer. Um, I've actually played video games with that guy before. He's awesome. Um, awesome. Cool. Humans who make, sorry, my next, my other recommendation, which was my, my actual recommendation is a podcast called humans who make games. Sorry. Yeah. Humans who make games uh, with Adam Conover uh, made famous by the Adam ruins everything YouTube series and TV show. Um, so he's, He's, I love that he, the way he does his TV show and in his podcast, he's, um, I don't know, he's not quite the same person because, but he's, he's not playing a role anymore, but it's a neat podcast where he interviews developers of video games and, uh, talks about the games. Mm -hmm. I've only listened to the first one so far, which was the developer of, um, Super Meat Boy and, oh, what else did he develop? I can't remember now. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, that, that podcast. I'll repeat the name just because I finished describing it. Humans who make games. Anyway, Chris, you're next. Um, I watched this uh, recently on Netflix, and I guess they're really doubling down on the serial killer themes. It seems like a big genre for them. But um, the Ted Bundy tapes, it's really good. Um, it's four, I believe it was four episodes. Uh, it's some guys who were... Uh, initially working on a book and uh, they were able to get access to Ted Bundy when he was in custody. And it does kind of go about, uh, goes over his crimes and uh, it uses a lot of archive footage and everything and thought it was pretty well put together. And I actually had a website, um, I mean, a YouTube channel, and I thought you were going to talk a little bit longer. And I, <laughs> I can get you locked into the video, <laughs> the video game developer I was talking about made Super Meat Boy, Binding of Isaac, and uh, The End is Nigh, and Gish. Now you're uh, Travis. Okay, I think it's Travis Play Games, uh, or did yeah, he name Travis it? Travis Plays Games. His, his YouTube games, His YouTube channel, and I've been enjoying his videos. NES friend. Uh, NES, NES friend, friend. Thank you. And I, I was right on the cusp of saying it too. I couldn't remember it. Um. Anyways, he's doing these NES reviews. They're really good. Um. What's the deal with? I think he calls them. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Is that right? Good, yeah. because that's what I thought it was. All right. It's really good. Just check it out. I, I like his take on it. He's, uh, I mean, you know, we've all seen NES reviews and everything, and most of us already know about it. But, you know, they're good little time killers. They're short. Uh, he recently just, just had a baby, too. He did. Yeah, help his channel out. Throw him a sub. Give him some views so he can get that uh, that big eBay money. I mean, not eBay, that big YouTube money. YouTube money. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Johnny, you got any recommendations for everybody? Sure. Uh, TV show. I just watched uh, Russian Doll on Netflix. Uh, it's about time loops. I enjoyed that. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I love anything that deals with time. You, if you've seen a theme here is how much I enjoy the idea of uh, how people interact with time in general and how they value it. So I like that show. Um, uh, YouTube channel. I like theme parks. My wife and I both like theme parks specifically like Disneyland is our favorite. We're not like necessarily roller coaster people. Uh, I love them, but like I like atmosphere. Um, so there's 
a really interesting one, like about the history of uh, like some of the Disney attractions. You can watch Defunct Land and uh, Yesterworld. Uh, those are YouTube channels, so you can check those out. They have a podcast, but their podcasts are way le- like you want this for the video content. So yeah, uh, go ahead and check those out. And since we had we talked about his question, VG Collectaholic, you might as well check out the Masters of Unlocking podcast. So yes. that's his podcast. Check that out for sure. So, Right. Yeah, and cool. I, uh, Defunct so, uh, Land, and what was the other one? Um, Yesterworld. Yeah, so I knew of Defunct Land, but yeah, Yesterworld is kind of like it's very similar content. Um, but yeah, so I, I liked both of those. My wife and I like we're stuck on the couch a lot right now. Uh, so, <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, and this isn't like it's hard to recommend like Brooklyn Nine Nine, not because it's not a great show. I love it a lot, but like you should probably already heard of Brooklyn Nine Nine, so. But it, it's bad. Yeah, didn't they just uh, lose a big character recently? I kept seeing all like the no spoiler alert. I don't know the person's yeah. name. Thing. But I was yeah. seeing all like these. Someone dies you know, sometime. <laughs> I don't know if he died or or what, but it was just all this. Um, like there was a morning on Twitter about this particular wow. character that was gone. It was like, oh, so, sucks. Yeah. No, I. I Thrones, buddy. It happens once a week, so I don't. You yeah, know. <laughs> you get, don't get emotionally. Like, like if, if you like Brooklyn Nine Nine, then you should just check like, like Parks and Rec, same guy. You know, The Good Place, same guy. Like those shows are just fantastic. So and it's like the same, you know, same actors and stuff. So if you enjoy that brand of comedy, you can see it, it through a different lens in each one of these shows. So, anyways, okay. Like I said, that's not like. Like, oh man, did you just recommend something on uh, NBC? Cool, very niche. Hey, I've recommended the <laughs> NFL playoffs last week. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, playoff. They the, need our views. The championship games far better than the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl. They a little were. bit. They, they, they were you know, two overtime games, they shootouts, were. man. It was like the best playoff. Like those were the best championships games I've they, seen. They were like the, the 90s ever. Was, ever. Yeah, 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 it's been a very long time, and especially both of them being so good. I mean, that was yeah. you don't see that. Sometimes one's really good, and the other one's okay, or usually one's not so good. But man, that was excellent. Uh, well, remember, there was like a decade where the NFC Championship game yep. was the game to watch. Was, like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That and was who like, the Super Bowl winner was going to be, too. Yeah, too. Yeah, well, that was like 90, I think like 90 through like almost 2005 or something. It was like yeah. that. Um, if you're into that. And, yeah. Sports, 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 sports. Sports. Yeah, sports oh, ball. And, uh, yeah, in case, uh, it, just in case you wanted to know, um, LeBron scored a triple-double tonight. And, oh, no, uh, no, no, damn it. I'm going to watch that game later, Chris. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I won't say who won, then. Yeah, don't. They're playing the Celtics. I don't want to hear. Okay. Well, he Chris, has a triple double. Well, there you Chris, go. Don't fuck this I already up said it. I already Chris, said shut up. That. Shut your mouth, man. Like, and you're also dating our podcast. <laughs> you're saying this was recorded on this day. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Damn, well, we're done. Uh, plugs, right. Johnny. Right. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny, for being on. You can find uh, Johnny at. Uh, Johnny Ayuchi, J O N N. Oh, I screwed that up. J O H N N Y I U C C I on Twitter or Instagram, mainly Instagram. Uh, you can also hear him as the host, one of the hosts of the Collector Quest podcast. Um, Chris is at CWR2. That's CWR and the number two on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am Derek of Two Dorks, T W O Dorks. Uh, check out the Cartridge Club, cartridgeclub.org. 
community of uh, gamers, content creators, and collectors, and the way that I met Chris. Um, thank you guys for being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry I ran your podcast up so long. <laughs> nope, it's all Chris. I see now. It makes me feel bad because I'm gonna go to back to my guys and be like, "You guys are really dragging this podcast out." And now I realize it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I blame Chris entirely. It's fine. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna blame Chris. Thank you. I think Chris. Chris sometimes. Yeah. Well, break it up into three podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they really want that feature. Like, what? Wh- what will they talk about next? Right. <laughs> Where's your where's your break point? What where's the suspense? Like uh how are you gonna cliffhang it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just start mid sentence and cliffhang yeah, it. Right. <laughs> All right, cha-ching. All right. So, <laughs> I, I only ask that you don't ask me to stand up during this podcast. Oh, uh not because that. I'm ashamed of my lower half, but uh my son pissed on me, so I pulled off my pants and I'm just chilling in my underwear. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That may be our bonus at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just that little audio clip. That That's, uh, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I, I admit to far worse on my podcast on a, on a fairly regular basis. That'd be good. If case ever want to like fuck with Derek and take out audio and it's fucking treacherous to edit. Oh no, no, no. I meant like with the saved files, go back through and then like link a bunch of words together. Like, uh, that didn't go together. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, like have him say that he likes to wear women's panties or something. I don't know. Yeah. Get it. I'll lead him into words. That's okay. You I'll... just said it, and I've got it recorded. So right. It <laughs> I said you did, not me. But now it's only—it's a quick patch to get you there. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah, just I and that, Mike. Two more beers. Yeah. That's the word on the street. Nah, I'm too lazy. <laughs> I want to wear women's panties.